UConn and Purdue retain the top two spots in this week's AP Top 25. Houston, Marquette, and Arizona round out the rest of the top five. It's time. It's time. Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half. We at Bama, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. Something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste a failure. You're inside the game. The game. John Mechie on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game. On your home for Alabama sports. And Alabama wins. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. And now, now, here's your award-winning host, Ryan, Ryan Fowler. And a big good afternoon to you. Welcome into the game. T-Town Tied at 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Uh, Dave Mahler was on Friday. He made a lot of great comments. Now, I know some people didn't like it. That's okay. Uh, everybody gets an opinion. I get an opinion. You get an opinion. Uh, Dave Mahler is a guy that is very plugged You're doing in. doing the shuffle. That's right, I am. That's from the Goonies, right? Was it the Goonies? Is that right? Okay, so you guys are teaching me about movies. I've got one guy oh, across God, the glass. I know. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Uh, I know one guy across the glass that absolutely loves movies, okay? This guy is a, uh, like, we settle for the Super Bowl. He settles for the Grammys, okay? So last week was like a historic day for him. But Dave Mahler came on. And uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit no, of a setup. No, Ryan, Grammys are for music. The Oscars are for movies. Is it really? Did yes. I just mess that up? Yes. Did I really? Okay. Thanks for bellowing me out. Okay. I'm not a movie guy. Okay. I'm not. Clearly. Okay. Yeah. Very, very obvious. So the Grammys are for just straight, straight. I thought it was a combination of the two. Anyway, let, let's not, let's not get bogged down with that. Okay. We've got Drudy Armin coming up in a couple of minutes. Dave Mahler was on Friday. Dave and I had spoke throughout the last few days and he was telling me multiple times, even when the Red Elephant Club a couple of days ago with Ryan Grubb, I am Ryan Grubb, and I'm your new offensive coordinator. He was telling me, like, listen, there's still a lot of smoke on this side of the fence. Now, we're talking about from Seattle. I think the Scott Huff hits me a little bit more because when you think about this offensive line of the Joe Moore Award, we will take your reaction. But Dave Mahler is as plugged in as anybody. When he comes on and he presents something, we do have a little fun and we like to jab back and forth, whether I'm on his show or he's on our show. And, you know, we go after one another. I make fun of him. He makes fun of the South. I make fun of the Northwest. But when you talk about information, he's got a ton of it. And especially from that Seattle UW side. So when he said it on on Friday, if you listen to this show, it's archived. I don't have to say anything. You can go back and listen the entire every minute of it. All four hours, I leaned in to Ryan Grubb. I leaned in to talking about, well, we may lose Ryan Grubb. And I think you could probably hear it in my voice uh, that there was still a lot of smoke on Ryan Grubb. Not, not just in my voice, I said it. Uh, I said it multiple different times when you look at Ryan Grubb. Now, the Scott Huff, like I said, that's a little bit of a shock to me because I think uh, building some relationships, maybe they were just too close. I will tell you, from the things that I've heard about Ryan Grubb, I don't think it was anything to do... Well, I no, I think it was. I mean, the NFL... But my understanding and from the people that I've spoken to, that his wife was not very excited about moving to Tuscaloosa. And I think you could even back up, and you can go back when Nick Saban recruited Ryan Grubb. I think I was hearing stuff then that there was a little bit of a disconnect. And what do they always say? Happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. And if you're going to take a job and it's an upgraded job and you don't even have to move out of your 
zip code. You don't have to move out of the house that you're in. You don't have to move the kids out of school. I can stay here. Then that's a win for that particular family. I do think it is a loss when you look at it. Uh, I think it's a huge one. Uh, I don't think I can underplay that today any. I think when you look at Scott Huff uh, going, I think I can't underplay that one. When you look at this offensive side of the football, uh, they're going to have to carry this team initially. They're going to have to carry this team because this defense is going to have some growing pains, right? You're, you lose a lot of guys there. So it's all about where will Kalen DeBoer go? We're going to talk with Adam Rittenberg, which was a part of the news on Friday night. He thinks that Kalen DeBoer may stick in-house and go with a co-offensive coordinator. We'll talk with Adam Rittenberg, who broke one of the stories on Friday night along with the guys out of Seattle. And we're going to dive in. I've written out a couple different shows today because I'm, I'm a little bit split, okay? I see the Seattle Times article, but I also know in this world that we live in, in the media business, I've been to a, not a million, 5,000 press conferences in my life. And I just took a, a wild stab. I've been in the business since 2000, I've been covering press conferences walk into the press conference, listen to it. Sometimes we air it live here. And I'm reading articles and I'm going, I didn't hear Coach Saban say that. I didn't hear that. And people interpret it different ways. But I did read the Seattle Times comment in about the 30-day window. And if I just base my reaction on that Seattle Times article, Though the Seahawks had interest in Grubb from the start, one reason waiting, one reason waiting to make the hire official was to allow the 30-day window for Alabama players to enter the transfer portal to pass. I, I, in some ways, if I say yes, that is an absolute true statement, then I think we begin to have another conversation of, okay, is that a little unethical? Is that a little bit misleading? And I think you would say yes, it is. But I also say... Is that a guess? I don't see a quote. I don't. I, it more. It's more of an assumption from the Seattle Times story. Okay, it does grab me in a lot of different ways, but I'm also not going to base my opinions on just that right there. I will tell you that I've spoken to people behind the scenes from a recruiting standpoint, and I will tell you that what I was told is this staff communicated, hey. We have a highly sought-after, and some of that's a sales pitch too, right? We have a highly sought-after offensive coordinator. He has a lot of options on the table. There may be even a head coaching spot. I was talking to someone on the recruiting side and talked with them, and they said, no, listen, Alabama was up front. They were very transparent. And so judging on my part, if they were transparent with these recruits, that I often judge and say, hey, they were probably pretty transparent uh, in that building. So not trying to overreact one way, but I can go a couple different ways. If that statement is true in Seattle Times, then I have a little problem with it. I do. But if it's one of those that we just throw it up against the wall and see if it sticks, then um, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It got a lot of our attention. Or, and I like what Christian and Corey were saying a couple of minutes ago, and I forgot, I think it was Christian who said this, this could be a little bit of sour grapes. It could be a little bit sour grapes. And you have to please the fan base and the people that, uh, the consumer, and you have to please them and say, hey, let's take a little shot. Let's take a little shot. I mean, Alabama's won a few over us. I'll see if we can win a few over them. We've got Drew D. Armin coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll get his reaction. Adam Rittenberg, who was a part of the story and has some 
clues on where Alabama may go. We're going to talk with him at 2.34. And then we're going to free up some of our time, and we're going to take phone calls for the next hour and change. And then we'll talk to Barrett Salee, and then we'll get into other guests as we travel throughout the afternoon. 205-342-9904. We are powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, tuscaloosatoyota.com, 3325. Skyland Boulevard and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Today would be a great day to buy a Tundra, as was yesterday and tomorrow as well. But if you're looking for a Tundra, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, uh, Tacoma, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, it is Tuscaloosa Toyota. It's David DeSantis and the great dealership. Trudy Arman coming up three minutes away. We'll talk with him. We'll talk to Adam Rittenberg coming up 234 right here on the game. He broke the story on Friday night. We'll see if he can add anything to our conversation next. T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. River flood warnings are in effect for the Tom Bigby River at Bevel, Demopolis, and Gainesville Lock and Dams. There's also a flood warning for the Black Warrior River at the Selden Lock and Dam. Influenza is still on the rise in Alabama with a 2.9% increase in emergency room visits across the state over the last month. COVID-19 cases are also up while RSV virus cases have declined. In sports, the Kansas City Chiefs won their second straight Super Bowl 25-22 in overtime over the service at Northport Auto Supply. Locally owned and operated with the largest inventory in the area. It's Northport Auto Supply. Why go anywhere else? Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy this afternoon will maintain the chance of a few showers through the evening hours. The high today, 68. Colder late tonight, below 36. For tomorrow, cool and dry with a good supply of sunshine. The high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Best breakdown of Alabama football in the state. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. She said, I've seen you in here before. I said, I've been here a time or two. All right, let's go to Drew D. Arman. Drew D. 970 ESPN. Talking ball, 97.7 The Zone up in Huntsville, the only sports station in the Rocket City like we are. We're the only sports station in Tuscaloosa who covers the Alabama Crimson Tide daily. Uh, let's go to Drew D. Arman. Drew, I hope all is well. Welcome back to T-Town. Hey, Ryan. Good to be with you. How are you? Hey, good. Good. I know you and I spent a lot of time on Friday evening uh, on the phone tr or uh, trying to figure out exactly where everything was going. But let me just get your reaction to Ryan Grubb leaving Tuscaloosa. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, when those reports come out from, you know, guys like Mike Florio and Pro Football Talk and, you know, when they're mentioned by insiders, they don't make it up. I mean, they're connected to agents. They're connected to people inside coaching circles and in the industry and so he was a guy of interest to them and i you know i kept trying to find out if he'd been interviewed or if he was on the short list and for several days it didn't seem as though he was but they interviewed a lot of people they interviewed chip kelly they you know i you know i thought eric the enemy's name would be connected to it but i think they vetted a lot of different people so when it finally at the end of this past week uh, you know, basically came about that he was leaving Alabama uh, to go to the Seahawks. I wasn't surprised with the, you know, the, the current, you know, climate in college coaching with 
the NIL, the transfer portal, and you're having to manage your own guys all the time. When you got Mike Loxley, who I truly respect, who did a great job for Nick Saban, saying he had a third-string running back come into his office and say, I want 100000 or I'm hitting the portal, I would have told the kid to pack his SHIT and get out. And so, I mean, I'm Fair sorry. enough, Drew. Fair enough. I agree with you. I mean, I mean it's, just, it's just a crazy environment right now. When you give when you give a little bit, or when these when folks, you know, when these players have from many, I, you know, I, I did a speech years ago when I was in uh, first got into college about it's the first speech I ever did. I took a speech class and it really helped me become with my public speaking. But about players being paid and and you know I thought they needed to be, but it, it's gotten it's out of hand right now. They don't need to be making millions of dollars like in the NFL or even hundreds of thousands it's, it's name image and likeness which is you know make a play you know get compensated don't pay the sob to come to school because that's not what it's there for damn kid hadn't made a play okay so you got to make a play to earn something and uh this pay for play crap is garbage and it shouldn't be what it is and they need to regulate it all right how big of a loss is this for kalen DeBoer losing ryan grubb in your opinion just from well, an offensive scheme standpoint I mean, it's a, it's not going to – I don't think from a scheme standpoint it's a loss. I mean, it's his offense. In other words, Kalen DeBoer. Now, from a chemistry standpoint, from somebody you trust, uh, somebody that's been with you at every stop, it certainly stings. But, you know, Ryan Grubb is getting a chance to go to the highest level of football in the NFL. He doesn't have to recruit. He doesn't have to, you know, deal with NIL and the transfer portal. And he doesn't have to move his family. And that's the biggest thing. People have to understand, you know, Ryan Grubb is not having to move his family at all. He's staying in the city of Seattle. Same way with Scott Huff. And Huff had been there for seven years. People kind of forget. I think he goes all the way back to the Chris Peterson administration there in Seattle. So his family is even further entrenched there. So, you know, I I, I hold no ill will to those two guys. Uh, I know they were in Tuscaloosa just last week at the recruiting celebration. But, again, and we're even introduced, but – Things change quickly in this business. Why, you know, just like with Nick Saban, what if he had walked into the team meeting and said, I'm not retiring, then Greg Byrne doesn't have to execute his plan. But he had one in his back pocket, and I think Kalen DeBoer's got one as well. I look at Ryan Grubb, no doubt. He was a part of a big sell. Uh, Nick Saban wanted him last year uh, to become a part of the offensive system here as far as a OC. I think he was probably, in my opinion, he was the number one guy there. The, Nick Saban would never tell us that. But I, I think from based on what I was hearing, I think he was the number one guy. They couldn't convince him uh, to come to Tuscaloosa then. So chew on it any way you want to there. Let's go to the other conversation. How big of a loss is Scott Huff, the Joe Moore coached offensive line with Scott Huff I think this was probably the one that I was probably the most excited about was was Scott Huff how big of a surprise was it for you uh it was a surprise I thought he was going to stay in the college game but uh, you know uh, he was a uh, basically it may have been a deal where uh the Seahawks you know talked to Ryan Grubb got some intel on Scott Huff and they've obviously probably been studying what Dalen DeBoer's been doing and Scott Huff got an opportunity to go to the NFL so Again, it's certainly a loss, uh, no doubt about it. I think it's probably a bigger one than Grubb. A lot of people would say Grubb's the biggest loss, but the way I look at it, it's Kalen DeBoer's offense. Sure. And, you know, and, and certainly I think offensive line coaches can be tough to replace. You know, Alabama, uh, you know, it took them a while but uh, to 
replace, and I don't think they ever really replaced Jeff Salad. I think Salad, he may have not been a great recruiter, but he was the best offensive line teacher Saban ever had. Now, they still had some really good offensive lines in Tuscaloosa after, uh, you know, Stoutland left. Stoutland, let's put it this way. Jeff Stoutland coached at Alabama in 2011 and 2012. What happened, Ryan? Well, they had the best offensive line in the history of college football. Yeah, but what happened at the end of each season? Uh, maybe I don't know where you're going. Uh, did they lose? Well, they won the national championship. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I mean, it was so simple. I'm going, okay, what, well, there was a trivia question here. My bad. I was going, okay, well, maybe there's something I missed. <laughs> yes, winning a national title. Yes, it had, beautiful. Yeah, we, we win those so often here, It's we often forget. I'm sorry. Yep, I didn't know where you're going. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Tennessee doesn't ever win them. They just get their ass kicked by Alabama all the time. Say it again, Tennessee. Drew. Say it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the vomit. Yeah, they lose to Alabama a lot. But anyway, uh, and just, but uh, like I said, I think Stoutland was probably the best that they've had, and he's proven it by going to the NFL and staying in the NFL since that time, and helping the Eagles win a Super Bowl, getting the Eagles back to a Super Bowl, uh, and uh, he's and he's an outstanding teacher and coach. So certainly it hurts, but Alabama won championships after Jeff Stoutland, and I think Kalen DeBoer can be, you know, uh, absolutely effective uh, after, uh, you know not being able to retain Scott Huff because, again, he retained him at Washington, but I think he has a plan, and I thought Greg Byrne coming out and saying as much uh, should ease some people's minds. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, uh, you know where the, how the staff is constructed, but, you know, I know you're going to have him on later in the show, but I think, you know, uh, uh, Adam Rittenberg had it nailed. I mean, guys like him, and I've had him on my show as well, he's a, an adjunct professor at DePaul. That's his full-time job, but he's in tenure, but he's also an ESPN insider and he's a very well connected in the coaching fraternity, everything he, and he's the one that has Scott Huff first really. And, you know, and that came to fruition. And I think the rest of it's going to as well. If you peel back the onion and look at Nick Sheridan and what he did at Indiana, you know, he was with the board there and then stayed there and he was a QB OC, uh, uh, you know, at, at Indiana. And Penix was very good under him and then came to Washington with DeBoer. And then, you know, seeing that he was a quarterback at Michigan in his playing days, I think it makes all the sense in the world for Nick Sheridan to be the, co- the co-OC and QB coach and a play caller because he's done it before. And then I think it's very important. You know, you've already lost two key pieces in Ryan Grubb and certainly Scott Huff. You need to keep Jamarcus Shepard, uh, who's the wide receivers coach, and I think he's a very good coach. And he was a co-OC and a guy that was heavily involved in a good offense at Purdue before he came to Washington. You need to retain him. So him being a co-OC wide receivers coach, I think, makes a ton of sense and, and probably being the passing game coordinator. And then that just leaves two coaching openings, at least an offensive line coach opening and the tight ends coach, and we'll see what happens uh, You know, at those two spots. All right, so then when you've got those two spots, maybe you go out and get some southern ties with recruiting. Well, you you potentially could. I mean, they they retained Freddie Roach and Robert Gillespie, but it also chemistry is very important, right? And we've seen Nick Saban have some great coaching staffs at Alabama that were really good, and we've seen them where they maybe had some chemistry issues, and the talent level was still so 
you know, dramatic. And because of guys like Mario Cristobal and the job he did recruiting and, and Lance Thompson and some other people, that even if you had a coaching staff with some deficiencies, if you had talent, you could still win. But it's very important. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who has connections to DeBoer and who he brings in. Uh, you know, and if you're asking, I, I really don't have any names right now, uh, you know, uh, as far as offensive line and tight ends. I have some theories, and, you know, one guy that I was interested in as far as tight ends uh, that I think would be uh, if he had, uh, you know, some uh, connections with DeBoer, and he has already connections with Alabama's program and the South. He just took a job with Kirk Signetti and left James Madison to go to Indiana would be Tino Sanceri. Uh, Sanceri did a great job. Uh, I think he's an analyst at Alabama. He was involved in the recruiting process on campus. He connected with kids really well. You know Sal. You know Benny. And I think Tino is an outstanding young coach. And I think he would be uh, a candidate to maybe be that tight end coach if he was interested in leaving uh, Indiana. So I think that's that's a name that I've heard that would interest me at tight end. At offensive line, that's going to be very interesting. I, I mean, you know, because I'll be honest, until, you know, Washington the last two years rose to prominence. I wasn't familiar with Scott Huff, but certainly was excited because his, his O-line had won the Joe Moore Award, and I was impressed with his offensive line and that they brought in Parker Brailsford. But I'm sure, you know, that there's some guys out there that uh, Kalen DeBoer feels like he can bring in uh, because this will be a very attractive job at Alabama. I know it's a tough job because there's a lot of expectations, and I know uh, there's the transfer portal and NIL, but again, it's a place that if you that Alabama will give you every resource you need to win at the highest level, and you'd be working for one of the best young coaches in the country in Kalen DeBoer. Seattle Times had the story about waiting the 30-day window. You and I have been in a lot of press conferences. We've covered a bunch. Many times it's not what you think it is. Sometimes people throw things against the wall. I'm not saying they do it on purpose, but uh, they you know, they have to fill words, right? I mean, you, you've got to be able to write an article that uh, people will grab. Do you buy into that they were waiting for this 30-day window to expire before they were going to make this announcement? Because 30 days I mean, would have been Friday. Well, I mean, I you know, who knows? Even if they were, who gives a damn? You know what I'm saying? I mean, people that want to say, well, you're just trying to keep the players there. Look. I disagree with that. I think, I, I, as a matter of fact, if you had to ask me, do I think they did it on purpose? No, I don't. I think that they were betting people. I think, uh, you know, and look, here's the deal. If, if they were if they were doing that on purpose, why not just not t- tell them not to leak that Grubb is a, even a candidate until he's hired, you know, after the 30 days? Why even leak it then? Okay? And, and, and why even, and Scott Huff basically wasn't leaked until he had left. So I don't buy that. I think, you know what I'm saying? I just think it's people trying to create clicks, trying to, you know, punch holes in Alabama the way Alabama does things. It's like when they would, uh, when uh, anything Nick Saban did or said, they would try to, you know, uh, basically make it into a story. So if you're at the University of Alabama, if you're at the best college football program in the country, that's what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Why aren't they looking into what Ohio State played, uh, paid Quinshawn money back? who's never been to Ohio in his life until he went to Ohio State. Because I'm sure he went to Ohio State for free, right, Ryan? Because he just loves the Buckeyes. Discount, discount, discount. 
You know what I'm saying? So I hope Brian Day wins the national championship because if he doesn't, his ass can join Jimbo Fisher as the most expensive out-of-work analyst in football. Jimbo Fisher didn't have a job. He, he could be an OC here. Show us how not to do it. Well, I would throw up. I know you would. I'm just teasing. I'm just trying to get you going. Dirty Armin, 97.7, the zone. He's going to be speaking up at Greenbrier for those uh, for Greenbrier Barbecue up in uh, North Alabama. Uh, Drew, tell us more. If uh, folks out there listening, is it an open event? Can you show up and uh, see Drew? Yeah, I, I know Pat from Tuscaloosa calls my show a lot. If Pat's on the road and is going to be down in North Alabama tonight, he certainly can come by the old Greenbrier Barbecue. And uh, hear us speak. You know, it's going to be myself and one of what I call one of the recruiting OGs, uh, Freddie Kirby, uh, is going to be with me. We do this every year where we do kind of a recruiting wrap. Now, we're going to have even more to discuss tonight because, as we know, Nick Saban's retired. Uh, and Freddie's going to take a look back at his career and some of the, the just the stunning, you know, statistics that he put up, some of the great players that he signed. Just take a look back behind the curtain at the greatest run in college football history that all these side fans were on and sure he's also gonna you know take a look at the recruiting class in a unique way like he does and and i of course i'll discuss you know the current state of things the coaching staff you know the offense we're just looking forward to kind of taking an overview uh we'll, we're, and we'll take questions as we always do so we're excited about that uh you know it's, it's going to be a, a fun evening we had one this past thursday a great luncheon over at the bright star with rodney Orr, and i'll tell you what right Ryan, I wouldn't be in this business if it weren't for uh, guys like Freddie Kirby and uh, two of my other mentors were at that luncheon as well. Bruce Paris, who uh, has been in the uh, in the recruiting industry and in the radio business for many, many years, and I've known his family for a long time, for over 30 years. He was there, and then I finally met one of the, uh, the guy that was probably the first to have a magazine that I ever remember and the first to ever have a radio, uh, a radio show and – uh, and a TV show just based on recruiting, and that's Forrest Davis. Wow, yeah. He was there, too. And Forrest Davis is really one of the recruiting OGs, and it was great to meet uh, those two guys and see those two guys along with Freddie over uh, at the Bright Star last week. Drew, have a great speaking engagement. We're going to get to Adam Rittberg, see what's uh, latest on the coaching vacancy. I appreciate you, as always. 97.7 The Zone up in Huntsville, talking ball. Scott Tyson every morning from 7 until 9. Drew, have a great uh, time tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Adam Rettenberg, who was partially breaking the story of what's next for Alabama. Well, Get five quarts of Castrol Edge or Edge High Mileage Full Synthetic and an oil filter for $36.99 only at AutoZone. Claim based on Sequence 3H test versus API SP test limits. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on Tide100.9.com. You know, if you could add a little bit more to Tracy Chapman, if you cover the University of Alabama, not only do you have to have a fast car, you have to always have your battery charger because you never know when the news is going to break out. I know Adam Rittenberg had the news on Friday night and right now joining us, ESPN senior writer, college football analyst, ESPN.com, SiriusXM host, uh, Adam Rittenberg. Welcome back to Tuscaloosa. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, thanks for having me on, Ryan. You I, don't, I don't know how you national guys do it, man. I really don't. Uh, because the last 45 days has uh, been very stressful. You guys do this every single day, every single program. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm almost like, how do you do it, Adam? How do you pull all this stuff, the chaos of covering 130 college football programs? Right. Well, I mean, it goes in waves. I think this cycle is different and that it's just lasted so long and, and honestly wouldn't have lasted this long without Coach Saban retiring when he did, which obviously was his right and understandable that he did that. But it definitely sent the uh, carousel into a, another phase here. And, uh, you know, with the hiring of Deshaun uh, Foster at UCLA earlier today, um, the carousel has now stopped, but we'll see what else uh is going on obviously still some key moves to be made and the assistant ranks including at alabama you know and i want to dive into this because i want to spend a couple of minutes kind of picking your brain let's start with number one kaylin DeBoer comes to tuscaloosa to replace nick saban give me your thoughts on kaylin DeBoer. yeah big fan of kaylin DeBoer. I, I met him when he was the eastern michigan offensive coordinator um a number of years ago and you know just a, a very interesting background you know having you know dominated the naia ranks and you know, was was really the this guy from the uh, from you know the the somewhere in South Dakota who who was rising up at that time, and then to see what he's turned into, um, you know, as a coordinator and then obviously head coach of Fresno State, and I thought Washington really got a uh, under the radar steal with him when they hired him after the 2021 season. Now I couldn't have predicted that they would uh, uh, be in the national title game just two years later, but um, I think it's clear that Kalen, uh, you know, he's shown he can win big games. I think he's, I've been calling him this, so I'll say it on your show too. I think he's the, the, the next elite big game coach in the sport. You saw what he did at Washington in games against ranked opponents. And I think he can certainly bring that to Alabama. Now, is it going to happen overnight the way that Tide fans want? Um, that, that's hard to say, especially with all the other transition going on. But I think if you give Taylor DeBoer a real chance, he's not Nick Saban. Nobody's Nick Saban. He's going to do things a little bit differently. But I, I think the, the end result could, could end up being somewhat similar, even though I think you know people have to understand no one's going to replicate what Nick Saban did anywhere, uh, including in Alabama. When you look at Kalen DeBoer, how big of a loss is it for him to lose Ron Grubb back uh, to the Northwest and now in the NFL? You know, it, it's significant just in that Ryan had done a really good job and, and they, they go back many, many years together. So there's a comfort level with him that, um, it was still there with some of the assistance that they have, but but now uh, you're going to have to shift those responsibilities. Now, there's as I reported on Friday, there's coaches in that program uh, who I, I do expect to remain, who have the potential to take on some of those roles. Uh, but you're certainly losing Grub and then Scott Huff as well, the offensive line coach. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a hole right uh, here on you know, in mid-February that Kalen's got to fill those two gaps on the staff um, before they begin spring practice. So, it, you know, he, he, I think what's interesting, and you heard Ryan Day talking about this last week at Ohio State, is that you have these head coaches who are very good at calling plays and love to call plays, but is it in the best interest of their programs to call plays? And, you know, Kalen had given that up to Ryan Grubb before. Could he take it on himself this year? It's possible. Could he pass it on to a guy like Nick Sheridan, who's been a play caller? That's also possible. But um, that'll be, you know, the just another part of this transition is, is what happens now that Grubb won't be part of the tight staff. When you look at, you know, and I know that you said, you know, what I'm hearing on the Alabama staff per sources following Ryan Grubb's departure, Nick Sheridan, tight ends, Jamarcus Shepard, both likely to stay as co-offensive coordinators. Let's say that they're not co-offensive coordinators, and, and Kalen. Uh, DeBoer goes outside of this group of coaches in Tuscaloosa. How do you think that impacts those guys? Because I know they're highly sought after uh, as well. 
Yeah, and I think that's part of the calculus, right? You bring in an outside coordinator um, and you don't take care of, of the guys that, you know, have been there and want to be there. Um, I, I think you run the risk of losing them. Um, and, you know, certainly the, what's so interesting about the, the moves that happened uh, is that, you know, you had two assistants who essentially didn't have to move their homes to take an NFL job instead of coming all the way to Alabama. Um, now, I, I don't know the moving situations of, of every single person involved, but I hear that's obviously a factor. If some of those coaches have moved to Alabama, you know, maybe they're less likely to want to make another move after that. Um, but I, I do think that there's a loyalty component. I do think Kalen DeBoer um, really wants to keep the core of that offensive staff together that put together a record-setting unit the last couple of years with Michael Penix and Roma Dunze and all those great players for that Washington offense. So I, I, that, 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 that's the sense I get. But, you know, again, you never know how these things are going to shake out until hires are finalized. If they go outside, is there any names that you would keep an eye on that maybe you can make somewhat of connection back to Kalen DeBoer? Yeah, I mean, the name that's come up, and again, I, I, don't, I would not put this as likely, but because we're talking about it, uh, it's worth bringing up, and, that, and that's Kirby Moore at Missouri, who did a really nice job as their offensive coordinator, um, you know, got a contract extension or new contract after the season. It was with Kalen DeBoer at, at Fresno State and was with Ryan Grubb there even longer, I believe, at Fresno State. So that would be a name to look at. But again, I, I really think the likelier outcomes here, um, barring, you know, a change here in, in the next uh, few days would be Kalen either taking the play calling himself or assigning it to one of those other assistants. You know, Adam, there's been a lot that's been said about it, and we're all adjusting. Um I mean, I'm having a hard time just figuring out, you know, it's kind of like that overtime last night in the Super Bowl. It's like, hey, what are the rules different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season? But this 30-day window that a lot of people are talking about here, it looks bad optics on the scene. I read the Seattle Times article talking about, well, this didn't get officially announced before the 30-day window for players to enter the transfer portal. Do you have anything that you can add to that? Is there maybe something that we're misunderstanding? Because... It seems to be bad optics if I'm looking at it. I could go a lot of different ways. Uh, how about you? Well, again, I think it just – I'd have to go back and look at when the Seahawks were doing their other interviews for offensive coordinator. Uh, but it, I will say this. NFL teams don't care about the transfer portal window. They don't care about hiring somebody before or after or when. They are going to make their hires when they want to make their hires. So, um, you know, again, I, I can't really add to that without knowing exactly – you know, the, the Seahawks thought process of when they knew for sure that Grubb was going to be their guy. It seemed like it was still a fluid situation at the beginning of last week. So the actual timing of it on Friday night, when they sort of consummated that hire, um, I, I don't know if there was necessarily, you know, a strategy there to, to, to make sure that Alabama didn't lose players. I think the Seahawks were going to do it. We're going to finalize that when they wanted to. Well, and it's really easy. You know, you look at Chip Kelly. I know he was on the radar. I don't cover the NFL, but I know some people out there told me that he was at least under consideration being talked about. I mean, is it easy to kind of connect the dots in somewhat? I mean, this is not a really a far stretch. Uh, Boston College hires Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien goes there, o opening at Ohio State. They go recruit Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's no longer on Seattle's radar. Then Ron Grubb maybe is their, not backup option, but maybe he's in the running, and, and that's where they turn to. Is that a far stretch? I, I don't think that Ryan Grubb was their backup. I, I think he was he was ahead of Chip Kelly. I think okay. Chip Kelly wanted to be an NFL offensive coordinator. When those doors were closed, uh, he ended up taking the other offensive coordinator job, which is still in college, but with, with his former player and, and longtime uh, friend and, and, and protege, Ryan Day. I don't think he's taking another 
college offensive coordinator job, but I think Chip's preference, given the number of, of jobs he was connected to in the NFL, would have been to go back and be an NFL offensive coordinator where you don't have to do any sort of recruiting. At Ohio State, at least there's the illusion that he'll be out there recruiting, but really he's there to call plays and help Ryan Day and that very talented Buckeye team win a national championship. So, I, I you know, again, Ryan Grubb was, was uh, I, I didn't talk, you know, candidly in talking to Ryan, uh, even after everything happened with Kalen, you know, he, he, he said that there would be NFL possibilities. Now, did he know it would be the Seahawks, and did he know uh, it would happen a few weeks later? He didn't, but uh, that was something that, you know, was certainly, you know, on, on his radar uh, right after Kalen made the move. Can you help us understand how a setting head coach at UCLA, pretty big school, goes to Ohio State as a coordinator? It's very simple, Ryan. He didn't want to be a head coach anymore. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's and I know it's hard for people to, to 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 wrap their mind around it. But look at the actions. Look at look at how many places he interviewed for coordinator jobs. Uh, he did not want to be a head coach in 2024. And again, this job is not for everyone. And when you're Chip Kelly and you're 60 years old and you've made all the money that you need in your life and you've accomplished a lot of things, uh, you know, it, being the head coach isn't the be-all, end-all for, all, for, for, for everyone. And, you know, I think he just wanted to call plays and, 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 and not have to deal with NIL and not have to deal with recruiting and donors and some of the demands. You know, when Martin Jarmond uh, introduced Deshaun Foster today uh, to the UCLA team, you know, he noted we wanted somebody who wanted to be at UCLA. I think it was very clear that Chip Kelly didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, why else would he go and take a coordinator job in the same conference at Ohio State? And again, a unique situation because of who the head coach is there in Ryan Day. But I just think it's as simple as that. Some people and some parts of their lives, especially if they're confident enough to make that move, just say, you know what, I'm, not, I'm done being a head coach and this is what I want to do. And that's what Chip did. Adam, I've featured you for a long, long time. You were senior college football analyst, ESPN.com. If I put you in charge of college football, and I said Adam Rittenberg is the new commissioner of college football, do you have faith that anybody, including yourself or Nick Saban or anybody else, can fix what's going on with this chaos? Well, I give Coach Saban a lot better chance than myself. Uh, he's got a lot more respect around the, the country. But, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it, it, sometimes these things have to get to such a – breaking point or a desperation phase uh, when you have some of the things that have happened um, where, where then you, you can have a little bit more agreement on, on what has to happen at all levels. Um, I, I think it's going to be very, very difficult, Ryan, unless the personnel structure is more controlled. Um, you know, again, everyone's talked about free agency and how it's like free agency. Well, free agency is controlled. It's done in a certain period of the year and it's not done year round. And NFL or Major League Baseball, or pick your pro sport, they know a certain period before the season starts more or less what their roster is going to be. And in college football, you don't have that. And it's a big issue, especially with the academic piece as well and trying to work around that. I, I just think that we have to reach a point, uh, however it is, where coaches can know right around this time of year, honestly, or, or maybe it's April 1st, this is my team. This is who I'm going to have, and this year's who not, who's not going to be part of it. I think that's a very, very difficult thing to manage year-round the way it is right now. Adam, final question. We're talking with Adam Rittenberg, senior uh, ESPN college football analyst. Going back to K1 DeBoer for just a minute, how quick do you think we'll know something? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Kalen uh, sources have told me he, he's he's been making calls and, and, and obviously looking for 
the, the right people to, to kind of fill out his staff. And I think one thing that's interesting, Ryan, and, and you know, you'll, you'll understand this, is, is that they don't have a lot of SEC ties on that staff. Um, the, the, the guys that he's brought in from Washington uh, haven't really coached in, in that part of the country. Neither has Kalen himself. Uh, obviously, the two assistants that were retained uh, have, have obviously worked in the SEC, especially a guy like Gillespie at a couple of different spots. Um, uh, Mo Linguist has worked at multiple SEC programs, but also uh, has spent quite a lot of time outside of the conference. So I do think that even though this is not what they wanted, this is an opportunity to look for really good coaches but also look for coaches who understand the SEC recruiting, NIL, and just the, the frenzy of, of coaching and working in that part of the country. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN Rittenberg on the Twitter account. Adam, thanks for uh, the 12, 13 minutes of your time. I really appreciate the insight. We're going to continue to follow you, ESPN.com, ESPN Rittenberg on the Twitter account. Thanks for the update. We'll uh, continue to keep our eye on everything that you're providing there at ESPN.com. We appreciate it. All right, great. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Adam Rittenberg, and uh, appreciate him on just a, such a uh, quick notice. We wanted to kind of pick his brain a little bit. Uh, that could be one scenario, but I think he also cleared up some things for me uh, because it was something that uh, I talked with uh, you know one of our colleagues here a couple of minutes ago about when you think about the NFL. The NFL is not going to wait. Hey, we're going to make sure that you guys get that 30-day window on. I, I look back at the Seattle Times article, and I'm not saying this careless in a mean way, but I don't, I don't see a quotation. I don't see this as, hey, this is what we think happened. This is just saying, okay, the 30-day deadline was today, and it's just so ironic that it late in the evening is when the story began to break. I think it's more of just I don't think there's a correlation because the people that I've spoken to on the recruiting trail, they presented them as Ron Grubb has a lot of options out there. Now, some of that's for their own benefit of marketing, right? We have a coach that's highly thought of and has a lot of options. And so that makes it, you know, hey, look at what we're offering here at Alabama. But I go back to Kalen DeBoer. We'll talk about it coming up in a couple of minutes. I could go a couple of different ways. We'll take your phone calls. If you want to jump in, I'd love to get your reaction. Okay, we, we've had two analysts on. We've had Drudy Arman, and then we had Adam Rittenberg. So what was your reaction? Friday evening, if I would have went on the air, and would have done another five hours around a, a coaching situation here in Tuscaloosa. What would have been your reaction? We'll take those. Tuscaloosa customers are searching online for your type of business. It's quick, easy, and free. Visit mylocalcustomers.com. That's mylocalcustomers.com. Dreamlandbbq.com. Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Brian arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate, or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can can do it at either location you can also order online carry out curbside pickup delivery are now available it is dreamlandbbq.com we do our score prediction every tuesday and wednesday made possible by dreamland that wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs how about the big daddy barbecue sandwich those wings are underrated they're one of the best in town you'll find them there how about those barbecue baked potatoes absolutely either location sound effects machine only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. The best sports talk show in all of Alabama. The Game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Riding on the city of New 
Adam Renberg, giving us a lot of insight a couple of minutes ago. Some of the same things, and, and I always love to get a confirmation, but he said something about Jamarcus Shepard. He said something about Nick Sheridan, and he talked about how that was a part of the calculation because my follow-up was, okay, if Nick Sheridan and Jamarcus Shepard don't get, quote, co-offensive coordinator or an enhanced role, does that hurt them of possibly staying here? Because I think Alabama was on the verge of losing more than just Ron Grubb and Scott Huff. I, I think this is something that was late last week that was surfacing out there. And so if you're Kalen DeBoer, are you a little bit, um, are you pinned in a little bit? Do, do you have to go internally? Or do you say, okay, you know what? Uh, we love you guys. You guys are, but we've got to make a, listen, the offensive side of the football, we're 21 days. I think it would also help that too. When you think about Jamarcus Shepard, when you think about, Nick Sheridan, and I've got a friend of mine that is going to come on, I think, tomorrow. Uh, he's an analyst, but he's also a former coach. Uh, he can help us understand a little bit more about Nick Sheridan. I, I knows Kalen DeBoer very well. I don't think we've spoken to him. No, we did. We, we spoke to him about a month ago, and he talked. But we're going to talk about Austin Mack. We're going to talk about some other things. So we'll try to feature him at some point this week. But he is a big fan of Nick Sheridan, and, and when you think about what he's going to be able to do. So we'll dive into that uh, coming up, and I think there is some options out there on the table. Uh, Adam Rittberg a couple of minutes ago. We'll talk to Barrett Salih in about 40 minutes. We'll take Paul and Lincoln. Coming up in about three minutes, we got more audio clips. We are powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. Lakers head coach Darvin Ham says that the team doesn't expect to have Max Christie back from his sprained ankle until after the All-Star break, along with Cam Radish. Jared Vanderbilt and Gabe Vincent are further away from potential returns. In other NBA news, according to The Athletic, Heat guard Josh Richardson suffered a dislocated right shoulder and is expected to be reevaluated in a few weeks. They also report that New Orleans Pelicans guard Dyson Daniels has suffered a meniscus tear in his left knee and is sidelined in Definitely. In college football, UCLA has hired former running back Deshaun Foster to be their next head coach. According to ESPN, it's a five-year deal. Foster spent the last seven seasons as UCLA's running backs coach and was recently hired for that same role by the... At 514 Hargrove Road East in Tuscaloosa. Make her smile on Valentine's Day with one call to Stephanie's Flowers. 345-3074. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy this afternoon will maintain the chance of a few showers through the evening hours. The high today 68, colder late tonight below 36. For tomorrow, cool and dry with a good supply of sunshine. The high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
sure I made this statement uh, statement a couple of minutes ago because I know uh, Kay Watson one two seven on the Twitter account uh, said Ryan, you, you said that they could lose a lot more. Well, I think you've got to guard against that. I mean, Adam Rindberg just said a couple of minutes ago, that's just not Ryan saying it, but it kind of confirms what I was hearing uh, there. You you almost, do you have you kind of penciled into a box uh, in, in some ways? Yeah, I think you do. Um, you know, you, you have coaches that want to be promoted, and there may have been something that was said. I'm, I'm just kind of connecting the dots, right? You say, okay, because Ryan Grubb, short term, he was probably not going to be here, what, I mean, if you could get one, no, you know, one year, <laughs> really, we didn't know one year. We knew about uh, three weeks. So, uh, but you, you thought, okay, if you could keep him for two years, that that would be an option, right? If you, you could keep him two years, that'd be a win. So I, you wonder what was said behind the scenes. Okay. Hey, come to me, come with me to Tuscaloosa. When Ron Grubbs takes a job, you'll be first in line. Not saying that happened, but it could. Uh, but there was a lot of things out there around multiple coaches the one that hurts, I think, the most is Scott Huff. Um, I, listen, I'm not going to downplay Ron Grubb. Nick Saban endorsed him. But also when you think about if Ron Grubb is not, if if, if his family situation was not where uh, his wife was happy with Tuscaloosa, then that sets up for a pretty miserable kind of situation. We, we've done that here with coaches. I just didn't enjoy what was in Tuscaloosa. Paul and Lincoln. Paul, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Well, Ryan, the hits keep on coming, my man. I know it. I feel like a boxer. Uppercut. Bam. I mean, I guess now we know what it's like to be an Auburn guy, fair? Fair enough, fair enough. Um, it just uh, it seems like you, you you finally get things settled down, and then um, the the Ryan Grubb to Seattle news kind of faded. It, it, maybe, maybe on your end it didn't, but it seemed like um, – out here in the on the back forty, it kind of faded away uh, a little bit. But uh, I could tell it sounded uh, it sounded like there was momentum there at the at the latter part of last week. Uh, well, when when, when we featured Dave Mahler, like I said, I know a lot of people uh, had problems with that, but it was where Dave was hearing <clears throat> some pretty strong stuff coming out of Seattle. He he thought it was a real possibility. I mean, he called me fifteen minutes before I went on the air on Friday and said. Uh, I think you guys are losing Ryan Grubb. Yeah. And I yeah, went, uh, yeah. are you willing to come on and talk about it? He said, I'll discuss certain things, but I'm not going to discuss, you know, private conversations. I said, perfect. Come on at 3 o'clock. And he did. Yeah, and then, then you know, you lose Grubb. And, and at least in my mind, I didn't I didn't think Scott Huff was even in the equation, uh, you know, of of, uh, of losing him. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was looking forward to at least seeing, you know, Seeing that offense, uh, you know, perform at least one year with uh, with those two, with those two guys, um, you know, coordinate the offense and run the offensive line. So, yeah, um, in this very precarious situation, I mean, you're what three weeks from spring practice kicking off, um, and uh, you, you you're still looking for coaches. <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, this has been a, uh, and and I guess we should have expected. Um, chaos and carnage. Once Coach Saban did decide to call it quits, but uh, it's uh, it's been quite the interesting uh, first couple of months of uh, of this year, to say the least. Yeah, you're three weeks away from spring practice. Now, listen, something else we can kind of add to this. Okay, 
I had a source that told me what they were going to do as far as spring practice, okay? Now, we know that April 13th can't be pushed back because they've already made an announcement on A-Day and all those different things. Not saying they could, but it's possible. Could they push back until beyond March the 4th? I think that's always an option. I just had it behind the scenes that March the 4th was going to be the first day of practice. So I know that they made okay. they made that, and, and they're going to practice the 4th, the 6th, and the 8th, and then they'll, they'll break for spring break and then come back on the 18th. Uh, I think they're going to do about three weeks. So they could they could move some things around there. Let's say that, you know, there's somebody out there that's an option. They could push that spring, brack, uh, spring practice back a little bit. March the 4th was the initial date, but that's a, that's mm-hmm. a fluid date. Well, to say the least, you, you've got you've to uh, get a couple more coaches in place. I mean, you've got to have an O-line coach. You've got to. I mean, if you're going to promote from within with the with the uh, receivers coach, what is it? Um, um, Jamarcus Shepard. Jamarcus, Jamarcus Shepard. Yeah, Jamarcus Shepard. Yeah, and then uh, and the tight ends coach. You still have to have an offensive line coach, and it's it's kind of late uh, late in the game to be looking for. I guess you would maybe quality. Quality coaches, quality at least quality offensive line coaches, you know? Well, you're uh, going to have to go get a coach that's willing to walk away from his current situation. You're, right, you're going right. to have to go out and you're going to have to go get a guy that's probably currently employed. So how does yeah. all this impact your opinion of Kalen DeBoer, Paul? Because that's going to be my question the remaining part of the show. For the next three hours, we're going to ask the question, <laughs> what – Well. How does this impact your opinion of Kalen DeBoer? Does it at all? Well, I don't know if it's. I mean, what did Greg Burns said that there was. And how much do you believe there was a plan in place with knowing that? Okay. The, Look, the possibility that Ryan Grubb. Well, and, ads are supposed to say that we've yeah. got a plan. I, I, you know, and he was. Yeah. And we will talk <laughs> with Greg Byrne. We have him scheduled uh, this week, so we'll talk with Greg Byrne. And I'm not trying to to twist his words around, but in fairness, that's what he's going to say, right? They're going to they're going to they're going to toe the company line. Sure, sure. I mean, and you and know, that's what ads are going to do. We have a plan. You're never going to see an ad or a coach say, "Guys, that, that caught us by left field." You know, even right. with Coach Saban retiring, uh, I'm sure Greg Byrne would have said, "Hey, we've got a plan," and he did. He did. He had a plan. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as DeBoer. Um, I, I still say that the jury, the jury is, is, is still out on, not, not that I'm not excited about the hire. I think of the, of the inventory of coaches that were available. I mean, let me ask you this. How would you feel, uh, if, if, um, what, what, what do you see really and truly, what do UCLA fans think about Deshaun Foster being named the, the head football coach today? I mean, uh, unless you're just a just a diehard Bruin, and you followed his his his. Uh, Do they even you know, make history. diehard Bruin fans? I mean, is that well? It's hard. It's hard to know. But I mean, I I can tell you, it wouldn't blow my skirt. Up, believe me. So from that standpoint, yes, I I still think Coach DeBoer was the best available. Greg Byrne, I guess, certainly thought so. But uh, you know. Let's you know we're going to have to get through spring practice and see what the roster looks like after this. You know, with that that second window, that portal window. Um, 
but right now it's been a it's kind of been a shaky a shaky few weeks um you know he he did close well in the on the recruiting front that's for sure glad to see that uh, but, All right. In, in your opinion, also, and I know you've read the Seattle Times article. I read it a couple of minutes ago. It, it's written in a way that can twist. And I, I wonder if this is just their little parting shot at Kalen DeBoer. Uh, but it says, through the Seahawks had interest in Grubb from the start. One reason waiting to make the hire official was to allow a 30-day window for Alabama players to enter the transfer portal to pass. If that is the truth, then that's a tacky way to handle things. Is that a well, fair? Yeah. Is that fair it's, from it's, my it's, standpoint? It's, but I don't. I'm well, not sure it's, I it's buy kind of, it though. It's kind of if if it's true, it's kind of deceptive. I mean, I know you're trying to hold the roster together. You're trying to hold the recruiting class together. Um, if if that was the thought process, I'm not sure. But uh, but you know, I would. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know what's true and what's not true. It's hard to say. Um, you know, the reports, I guess the report, the report, uh, started in, in Seattle. So maybe that could be a, that could be a, you know, a shot it across the bow for, uh, for Bama coming to get their head football coach and, and really putting their program in flux, you know? Uh, so, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's an interesting dynamic to say the least. Um, but to be, like I said, to be this close to spring practice, and now you're having to go back, go out and find a coordinator, which more than likely they'll promote from within. But just to, to try to find somewhere, somehow a quality offensive line coach, um, that uh, that's going to be a. DeBoer's going to earn his money. Uh, trying to trying to um, trying to do that. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Great th- great comment, Paul. Thank you, man. All right, buddy. Real time. Right back to you. 205-342-9904. We'll come back. We'll get Warren in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll take other calls. Tommy, I see we're going to work our way to you. Barrett Salee coming up. Sirius XM Channel 84 coming up at 3.30. We'll talk to Martin Houston. We'll take more of your phone calls. We had Adam Rittenberg a couple of minutes ago. He said a couple of things that grabbed us. We'll go back and listen to that as we travel throughout the end of the show. T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Police in Alabama are asking for help tracking down a school bus stolen out of a parking lot in Walker County early Monday morning. The National Weather Service in Birmingham has issued a flood watch. The flood watch is in effect until this evening at 6. The University of Alabama football team is in search of an offensive coordinator and an offensive line coach. While no big O-line names are in the rumor mill, there are plenty of offensive coordinator options out. And rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one breaks destination. The pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists. And if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. 
sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs. The retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions. Pharmacy. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com, code 300. For an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack, L-U-M-E deodorant.com, code 300. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy this afternoon will maintain the chance of a few showers through the evening hours. The high today, 68. Colder late tonight, the low 36. For tomorrow, cool and dry with a good supply of sunshine. The high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 100.9 I was a highway man Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. I want to remind you about the wharf if you're looking for a new pair of boots. Justin, Tony Lama, Red Wing, Georgia, Double H, Timberline, Laredo, and many more. 60 different brands of boots. You'll find those. It is the wharf, the work in Western headquarters for the entire family. They're open until 6 p.m. Go over and see my friends Mark and Lee and tell them the game sent you if you're looking for a new pair of boots. 60 different brands of boots. And, you know, with all this rain, and I know turkey season's going to be here before you know it. You're always thinking about those waterproof, snake-proof uh, options and they have those at the war since 1976. We're reacting a lot of news around the University of Alabama. We had Adam Rittenberg earlier. Uh, we'll go back and play some of the audio coming up in a couple of minutes. But uh, Barrett Salee also added some to our conversation. And let's go to Warren, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Warren, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. All is well, Ryan. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for calling in. Hey, man. Uh, just calling in to talk about... Uh uh, losing our offensive coordinator and our uh, that great offensive line coach that we were going to have, and um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was really much of a surprise. I was wondering about how he felt about not getting the head coaching job at Washington. That was kind of stuck in the back of my mind. And then him having the opportunity to move to the NFL and how that might have fed his ego having two coach in the NFL after being turned down as offensive coordinator, uh, uh, the head coaching job at Washington. So I think that's one I possible scenario. I think that's one possible you scenario. Know, the other is he comes I to Tuscaloosa it, and he goes, man, I'm not really accustomed to working this hard. You know, Brian, I, I, you're absolutely right because you're going to have to work there. And he's absolutely right. It's work. It is. It's work. And, A lot and of I, hours. And I, and I, 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 it's hours. And I tell you something, and I, and I, I believe um, – uh, Debor, our, our, our head coach, um, he, he's he's going to require that. 
I think he probably just laid the gauntlet down very firmly and said, hey, we're working. And that's it. Um, because we're not, there's a standard here, and the standard here, and 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 uh, believe it or not, he probably told him it's different here than it was at Washington. Period. It's different here than it was at Washington, and um, and he maybe um, Grub couldn't deal with that, and he just took the Seattle job. Period. Uh, so, but anyway. Um, We'll find somebody. We will. And, we will. Um, Warren, does we'll this roll. does this impact your opinion of Kalen DeBoer at all? I, I tell you what it what it does. You know, when you're in leadership, Ryan, and I found that out um, being in the military. I've taken over a lot of companies um, where I've had I've come in and I've had to replace leaders, and I had to take young men that. Um, that I had to put a lot of trust in. And, and I found out after they went through the crucible, I could really depend on them. Ryan DeBoer is going to find his leaders. You know, I took some time. I, look at his, I looked at the programs just from a leadership perspective. He's going to require a lot. He'll find what he needs. I'm just going to believe in his leadership qualities I'm going to believe in the community, the family that's there at, 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 at Titletown, Tuscaloosa, the, the legacy, the history that's there at Alabama, the winning tradition, the people, the, the great community that's there at Alabama is going to surround him there in Tuscaloosa. And, and, and he's going to find the people, right? He, it, it'll happen for him, right? That, that, that good stuff is going to come up out of him. We're going to find the people to win. That's what I'm going to believe. I'm, I'm not going to get on the, the bad side of things. I'm going to believe this is going to see, does Kellen DeBoer have what it takes to continue to move forward? I believe he does. I really believe he does. This I do as well. Him. He probably knew it. In, I, I, I believe he knew in his gut this is probably going to come. You know, the offensive line coach is probably going to tag right along. He's probably going to get up out of there, too. That's okay. You, you Take the hit now. Take it now. Take the hit now, as I always say. I'm going to take it now, and I can deal with it later. I can build later. That's what the boy is going to do. He's going to build off of this. He's going to move it forward. He's going to be all right. And, and that's what I got to believe, man. And um, um, I, I'll see it. Like I said, I'll be there in April. Uh, April 5th and 6th. Well, and, and Warren, it's this so, also gives good. us another reason. We are going to have to get around uh, and rally around Kalen DeBoer, okay? Absolutely. Be because what? Absolutely. Well, and, and not just for this year, but we're going to have to make yeah. this guy feel as comfortable. And Tuscaloosa has a way of doing that to people. But we right. need to. Exactly. Because the other part is. When you have a highly sought-after coach, Auburn, you really don't have to worry about this because really nobody's going to take a risk <laughs> on, on Hugh Freeze. Exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. Jimbo Fisher, when he was at Texas A&M, nobody really has to worry about that. Right. Billy Napier down at right. Florida, nobody has to worry about this. But when you've got right. highly sought-after coaches, the NFL is right. always an option. You're seeing college coaches right. there. And I'm not trying to paint something that's not here. Right. Kalen DeBoer may be here for 30 years. You know, we, you know, we kept talking right. about Nick Saban. Well, he'd be here for two, three, four, five Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need right. to make sure that we rally around Kalen DeBoer. 
Because you exactly. want to you want to create some connections, just like we did with Coach Saban, um, where he right. feels comfortable that this is his home. Because um, you don't want him getting and up I, and leaving and, either. I mean, not now, but I mean no, in the and, future. Like NFL comes calling. Yeah. And and they will. And, and they will. And you there. hope they do they because will. that means you're successful. <laughs> the program will continue to be successful. And, and, Ryan, you're right. We've had to rally around him just like we do the basketball program and our baseball program and the programs that are successful there in, at Alabama. And uh, as long as the fans, the supporters, the alumnus do those good things, man, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Um, and, 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 look, uh, hey, people are going to be knocking and will continue to knock on our doors. Like I said, I love trolling the, the social networks and see my, they're, they're just giddy already. Oh, they lost their offensive. Look, the offensive coordinator is gone. They're all happy. They think it's another chink in our armor and they're jumping up and down happy. We're still going to roll. That's going to be a fact. Football will be here. A day coming up real soon. I can't wait. We're going to be all right, Ryan. And uh, we got the right coach. The tide is going to roll, and it will be simply glorious. There we go. Hey, Warren, thank you, man. Have a great rest <laughs> of your day. Thank All right. you. Roll You're my All type right. of guy. You're right. my type of guy. Warren, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We'll go to Barrett Salee coming up here in about two minutes. We'll come back. We'll take phone calls in between our two interviews. Martin Houston come up top of the hour. A lot of things to discuss. We are covering this a lot of different angles. Adam Rick. Hargrove Road East in Tuscaloosa. Make her smile on Valentine's Day with one call to Stephanie's Flowers. 345-3074. DanielMoreArt.com. As we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary that alabama fan in your life it's danielmoreart.com christmas time upcoming you want to celebrate that alabama fan by visiting the website all the great prints celebrating heisman winners great coaches nick saban and alabama's given us so many great moments to think about and we talk about living rooms Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we'll allow sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance, sportsbettingalliance.org. Where the legends of Alabama football hang out. McCarran, draw play. Lacey, touch. huge hole. Touchdown, yep, yep. Alabama touchdown. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Cowboys ain't easy to love and they're harder to hold. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Long star belt buckles and old faded Levi's, and each night begins a new day. If you don't understand him, he don't die young. He'll probably just ride away. Mamas, don't let your babies grow. We could actually, uh, we could twist that around. 
Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be college football coaches. You'll never see them. They'll never be around, and they'll work 95 hours a week, seven days a week, 52 weeks out of the year. Uh, I would take a little twist on that. Let's go to Barrett Salee, Sirius XM, Channel 84, Scattered and Smothered. You'll find that. Barrett Salee, I hope all is well. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Appreciate it. Not- Never a slow day in the world of uh, covering the University of Alabama. Hope all is well. <laughs> Things are fine. Anything happened over the course of the last couple of days that I need to know about? Uh, no, no. The the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I, yeah, and that was, uh, honestly, I, I was very shocked that it was an intriguing game after the first quarter. That looked like it was going to be a I thought it was, too. I thought it was like, uh-oh, this one's going to be a blowout. Uh, or at least a game that I didn't think that Kansas City would be able to run their way down. But uh, it never count out Patrick Mahomes. What a what a football player. What a football player. And I'm happy for Michael Hardman, too. That guy, um, he never got his due at Kansas City, got kind of cast out, and then came back this year. And, man, catching the, uh, the game-winning touchdown, that was, uh, that was wild. Let's get your reaction. Ryan Grubb leaves Alabama and heads back to the Northwest, this time in the NFL. Your reaction to that? Well, it's uh, it's a bad sign, uh, obviously, for, for Alabama's offense. The guy was highly sought after. You know, obviously, last year, you know, he turned down Alabama. He gets to Alabama. His offense is widely regarded as the one that gets you best prepared for the NFL. And, and he bails. And I think it was uh, pretty shady that he did it after the portal window closed. So Alabama fans defended and say, well, he wanted to have the roster set. It's like, well, yeah, some of that roster transferred to Alabama for him, right? So um, that was pretty shady. Now, was it part of the plan for, or was it a plan for Caleb DeBoer? Maybe. I mean, it wasn't plan A, but was it plan B, C, or D? You know, I, I guess, but... So, me, so, so, Barry, uh, you you think you, know, you think to the offense? Kalen's been with Ryan pretty much for Ryan's been with him pretty much forever, and uh, you know I think for for Grub it's, it's a bad sign. Now, you know what does that mean moving forward for Alabama? I don't know. It might not mean that much, but I think from a personal perspective for Ryan Grubb, uh, Alabama fans have every right to be upset. All right, let's go to the thirty-day window and just a just a rebuttal to that. When you look at the 30-day transfer portal window, now I know players could still put their name in on, what was that, the ninth day of February? But from an yeah. academic calendar standpoint, I mean, how many players are really going to put their name in the transfer portal? I mean, or maybe you could say that, you know, two weeks ago, maybe that would have been a fair comment. I, there's always an academic structure, but I don't know if I see too many players putting their name in the portal on the ninth day of February, but I guess they could be. No, yeah, I mean, that could be. I mean, I, I think that, Right now, uh, if you put your name in and, you know, you go somewhere else, you can just take a couple weeks off, a couple months off and, and enroll. And, yeah, I mean, you won't be able to go through spring practice with your new team. Um, but, you know, it's that would be the case no matter what. So, uh, you know, it was uh, – it, it's a, well, this kind of goes to an overarching problem. It's, they need to fix the calendar because the fact that you just <laughs> said what you said is a, an indictment of, of how things are operated in our world of college athletics right now. When you look at where Kalen DeBoer goes, uh, can you add anything to what we're discussing here? I mean, do you think he goes internally? you think he goes outside and gets a big name? I, I think he goes internally as in looks at the man in the mirror and hires him. 
Oh, you think Kalen DeBoer calls the place? Yeah, I think Kalen DeBoer calls the place. Uh, he might go hire someone as a, you know, that, well, not fight. he will go hire someone to have the title, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he just calls the place. Uh, you know, he it's his system, along with Ryan Gubb, they created it. They, they've operated it for, you know, for a long, long time. So if you're going to, you know, do what got you there, if you're going to ride the horse that got you there, you might as well call it yourself, do it yourself. So, yeah, I think he's going to hire himself. Well, that being said, what you think about the top coaches that call their plays. Uh, Sark calls his plays, right? Yes. H- help me with he some other guys. His, okay. sort of. Didn't la- well, he did last year. Didn't last year until the end. Um, Gus calls his. Lane calls his. So, I mean, it's it's pretty common. A lot of stress. A lot of stress. I mean, you you know, Ron Grubb is going to take a lot of pressure off K1 DeBoer. Uh, that that would have been the biggest issue or biggest you know yeah, reason. There's no doubt, and but I think right now, look, if there are a lot of times it's a team effort, right? Uh, you know, the head, the coach, the head coach, whether he's an offensive or defensive guy, calls the plays. But when there are other issues for a head coach to deal with on the sidelines, that the coordinator steps in and does it. You know, ten percent of the time, just based on things that are going on. So it's not a if that does happen, and I'm not saying it, it will, but if that does happen, I don't think it's um, you know it's not it's not a huge deal. There's a blueprint for that. When you look at uh, where this goes in the offensive line coach, to me that Ron Grubb's a huge loss. But if Ron Grubb you know, maybe short term was only going to be here for what, maybe max one to two years. I mean, he was going up the coaches scale pretty quick. Yeah, he was that, uh, there is no doubt about that. I think what's interesting though, is did that slow down now? Because if you're a coordinator at Alabama and you succeed, you're looking at a college head coaching job next year, right? If you're a, a yeah, if you're the Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator, you're probably not. Part of the reason why is that there's just not as many NFL jobs as there are college jobs. But, um, you know, to me, I've kind of thought about this. What if, I mean, could he be one of those guys that just don't want to deal with this stuff anymore, right? He could be. I mean, he might be. He might be one of those guys that, you know, I don't really like college all that much. At Washington, it was okay because you have to deal with this. You get to Alabama, and there's a lot more in terms of recruiting and attention you have to pay to it. Um, this might not be for me. Maybe I should just go to the pros and do my thing. You know, I, I think that – I'm not saying that that is the case. It wouldn't surprise me, though, because honestly, at this point, any coach that goes from college to the NFL and t- makes an either lateral move or or a step back in terms of, of job title, that's going to be the first thing that pops in my head. What's your interpretation of Chip Kelly going to Ohio State? <laughs> that, uh, man, UCLA's structure is awful i mean we knew that he's hard to get along with and we knew that relationship was sour and there's a reason the rumors about him looking for nfl offensive coordinator positions where it was out there but i mean he, he doesn't like recruiting he's still going to have to recruit at ohio state but i think it's, it's sort of another one of those signs that you know a head coach has to deal with a lot of crap so does the coordinator right but it's hard to be a ceo of a college football team right now because it, there's so many different you know Balls you got to juggle, and to me that is um, bad sign for UCLA. Obviously, they, they hired Deshaun Foster today, but you know it's a the relationship had soured to a point where somebody would go take a step back in your own conference, right? Um, but I think for Ohio State, it's huge because I was not a fan of the Bill O'Brien hire, 
and you get rid of him a month after you hired him and get Chip Kelly. I think that's a, that's a net win for the Buckeyes. and certainly makes me think that um, they're going to be one of, if not the favorite, to, to win the national championship. Well, that's my question going back to Ron Day. How much pressure is on him when you talk about recruiting, the transfer portal, now he's got Chip Kelly? I mean, there is no really excuses left, are they? There aren't, but here's the thing. Like, he would have made the playoff every year, right, in the new format. So even when he, even though he's lost to Michigan, that's the fascinating thing to me is because we're going to get, we're going to get the, the Bill Curry test, right, so to speak. If you don't beat your rival consistently, what happens? Well, for Ohio State, you still might make the playoff and you still might actually win the national championship. You know, so that's that's uh, the pressure that is on Ryan Day. I think is, you know, we can sit here and try to explain it, but it's kind of uncharted waters. Because we don't know what the playoff will bring. We don't know what the mindset of Ohio State fans actually will be if they lose to Michigan in the regular season, make the playoff, and win national championships. Because all three of those things are very, very, um, I wouldn't say it's likely, but that path is you know, probably going to be one that happens in the new era, whether it be by Ohio State, Michigan, or somebody else, um, more than once. When you think about from UCLA's standpoint, it, it almost just further solidifies that you've got haves and have-nots, and you almost wonder financially if we're even pricing out some of the haves that we think. I mean, because I always kind of said, okay, UCLA, but then when you have a head coach at least for an OC role, it, it grabs me from a standpoint is maybe we do need to separate. Maybe the, the, the top tier or wherever, whatever number you want to settle on, maybe there does need to be a separation. Maybe, um, but I think for UCLA, the financial issues have been been around for a few years now, and they, they're probably going to solve themselves once they start getting the full uh, revenue from the Big Ten. So, yeah, I think the, the financial aspect of it is, is there, but once UCLA is settled in the Big Ten, I'm talking you know five, six, seven years from now, the financial issue will be gone. I think from an organizational structure standpoint, that's what they have to work on now, and that's why I think hiring a guy that has ties to UCLA is so big with Deshaun Foster. You know, it's, it's a guy that the, the donors will rally behind, a guy that the players know, recognize, understand. I don't know if you saw the video of him, him getting announced. You could tell that he's already got a relationship with those guys. Embracing the NIL structure at L, in L.A. should be easy. I don't know why UCLA has never done that. But, um, you know, it, it, it does sort of present the fact that there's a gap between the haves and the have-nots. But... It, it, Big Ten teams and SEC teams, if you're a have-not, you can you can still change that relatively quickly because you will start getting those checks. 21 days away from Alabama spring practice. A lot of things to settle oh between. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 21 <laughs> days. 21 days from today. Uh, now, unless they push it back, which I guess uh, is always on the table because they have not. I guess when you never release stuff officially, I guess you can always go back and change stuff. I mean, Barrett, I always think it's odd, and, and that's one of the things that grabbed me about Ryan Grubb is they, they have still not sent out. And maybe they'll just send out a complete list and you got to add two other names, whether whatever titles they may be. I've always thought it was odd that Alabama never – I mean, we're tomorrow will be one month that Kalen DeBoer is on the job. He is the only coach listed on RollTide.com. It's so weird. That, is that, for, is that for, common you know, for other schools? Been Alabama so long, too. Like, it's pretty formulaic how stuff was released under Nick Saban, right? There was, it was. You could set your you could set your watch by basically everything that they announced and when they announced it. 
even thought it was unique last Wednesday when they didn't do a national signing day press conference. But Ryan Grubb comes out and says words, like actual words, and a coordinator speaking into a microphone. <laughs> what? It's a unique place to cover. That's a unique place to cover. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm being nice. I'm trying to. On a You're going to be busy. Uh, yes, it will be. But we'll we'll wait. We'll wait for that official press release. And then I guess uh, wherever that may be. Uh, and maybe that's one of the reasons why they didn't release it. Nothing settled. And uh, maybe they thought it was a possibility, which it kind of goes back. And I, I know people can be on one side of the aisle on that 30-day thing. And it's one of the reasons why I think they thought it was possible um, soon. Uh, I think it's one of the reasons why they didn't release it. And I've talked to some recruits behind the scenes uh, one of them even told me that uh, they were pretty transparent uh, with them, saying that Ryan Grubb has a lot of options. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, but the one thing about that, like, does Austin Mack? Well, that and that, that's another one. Change. Yeah, because Austin Mack moved across the, the entire landscape. Yeah. I mean, and, and look, it's Kalen's system. I get that. But your, your offensive coordinator is the one talking to you all the time. Sure. Right. Quarterback that, coach, offense corner. Yeah, that to me is is the one guy that I kind of look at and say, okay, if they were honest with him, I'd love to know that conversation. And that's that's another big one that will be discussed. You know, we had a reporter on a couple of days ago that talked about Austin Mack and really thinks that he can compete for the job, uh, but he did have some great things to say about Ryan Grubb. And then you know, ten hours later, we're talking about Ryan Grubb departing back to the NFL. So it's. A lot of chaos. Barrett Salee, uh, tell me about everything that you're involved in, please. Yeah, college football smothered and covered, uh, live on YouTube, Rumble, uh, Apple, Spotify, you know, everything. Uh, wherever you get your content, it's there, video or audio form. Uh, doing it every day. Did an emergency show today as well with Deshaun Foster. So uh, go subscribe, watch YouTube, Apple, everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah, we're excited about it. Done a done a, a few shows already really excited about the uh the reception we've gotten so far uh, i've been hanging around the top 100 top 150 on apple in terms of sports podcasts so uh, on to a good start and we'll see where it goes from there hey bear appreciate you man have a great rest of your week thanks ryan you too hey we'll come back vacation or drop out to help their family put food on the table you can help change their future in a single moment see how far your support can go at unbound.org Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy this afternoon will maintain the chance of a few showers through the evening hours. The high today, 68. Colder late tonight, the low 36. For tomorrow, cool and dry with a good supply of sunshine. The high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Doing 
Tuscaloosa. We welcome you right back in. Rumsey Environmental is a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. When you, when you, when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental. There's a lot of things that we're talking about. We had Adam Rittenberg to start off. Actually, Drew DeArmond started off the show. Then Adam Rittenberg uh, was in the 234 spot. We also had a chance to talk with Barrett Salee a couple of minutes ago. We'll talk with Martin Houston a little bit later. Right now, Tommy and Romulus. Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ron. How are you? I'm good. You know, I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to attach titles. You know, like you're a senior college football caller. Okay. Does that make you feel more important? Oh, yes. It okay. It makes me feel very important. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A senior. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So just, like I need my ego stroke anymore as it is. And my brother just fell there in the chair. So we'll bury him Saturday, but go ahead Oh, with that comment. Oh. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just kind of adding to the flavor of the show. Um, I know. I always want to be an only child, so have he, he has too. So one of us will win out one day. Go ahead. No, let's, let's go back because Barrett, you know, it, it's okay to have different opinions. Um, how do you see the 30-day window? Well, I mean, I can see it in both different ways, but initially, see, what you have to do is you have to subscribe to the Seattle Times 30-day window that they put in this article. There's no quote. It's just throwing up against the wall. I don't know if I bought that 30-day comment that they literally waited to the last minute of that 30-day window to expire, then I can have a little problems with it. But I don't know well, if I'm buying the article right now. Well, it's hard, but you know, they all praised him. I had new I had coach now that left Washington. We hate him to lose. We understand. Oh, oh, y'all getting a great now it seems like they shooting a little darts in his backside without him looking. Does that make any sense? Who are, who are they shooting at? at the, their former head coach. They was hurt that he left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, see, I, I've been told by three different people up there, and really what's going to change is because Kalen DeBoer was so good with the media up there. They had a great relationship with that entire staff because he was very media-friendly, and we expect that he'll be very similar in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Fish is not going to be that, that much. Well, and two, if you told me a month ago when he got hired, I would told you that Ryan Grubb would be the next coach of Washington. I mean, I mean, he was like to me ninety five percent going to be the next head coach because he ran the offense. They were some, you know, they can move up. They can keep the coaching staff. And I mean, well, and Dave Mahler explained that also on Friday. He, he said the last time they went through a coordinator route and promoted someone that would had never been a head coach, Jimmy Lake, it didn't go very well. I understand that, but, you know, I think Jimmy Lake was more defensive. Wasn't he? he was. Yeah, because we okay. tried to recruit him a couple times. Yeah, I thought so. But, you know, it just, I don't know. With Damar, he he's good for about three minutes. Then he got to throw some kind of crap out. Then he's good for three minutes. He got to throw, you know. Who? Who is it? A uh, Mahler? Yeah. You got to see. I don't know. Did I say the wrong name? No, no, no. Well, uh you know how he does you and all that. Well, he likes to have fun. I mean, if you listen to his show, it's the same way. But the amount of content, if you – I mean, let's just wrap it around together. Okay, 
in that area, he's the Cecil Hurt of, of Tuscaloosa in Seattle. He's the Cecil Hurt of, of, of there, where everybody yeah. trusted what Cecil said, even though Dave Mahler's a little bit of a, a guy that likes to put jabs out there. I mean, they call him softy because there's nothing soft about him. He's a very abrasive radio host. Uh, I know, I mean, he likes yeah, to rub yeah. salt in the wound a little bit. And, and trust like me, he, he was a guy that when he called me at 2, it was like 1.30, 1, 1.40, 15, 20 minutes before the show, and he said, hey, are, are you on the air yet? I said, no, I'm, I'm still a few minutes away. And he goes, uh, I'd be careful on this Ryan Grubb. I, I think he's coming. I don't think he saw the Scott Huff as much as he he saw Ron Grubb coming back to Seattle. Yeah, that's to me the one's really going to hurt. That one's going to sting. That that one's the part. If you ask me, that's going to hurt. We've really got to fix this offensive line. I mean, we've we've really got to take some steps. And I I liked Coach Wolf. I thought he was a little bit arrogant um, when I interviewed him out in, in California. It, it, he was nice, but. He had way too much confidence for an offensive line that was 129th in the country. Well, he didn't want to do that Kentucky, but he sure didn't do it for the running game down here for two years. No. I mean, I'm going to be – I was quite disappointed in him. We could not push anybody away. Away. That's the drink. I mean, we – uh, so we've got – to me, that hire may be as important as the OC. Now, we've had several people that have talked about Kalen DeBoer not calling plays. This is Kalen DeBoer's offense. This is not Ryan Grubb's offense. That well, may I, give you some growing, okay. uh, some area of growth with, with Jamarcus Shepard or Nick Sheridan. Yeah, promote them up. But let me throw this out just to be cute and adorable. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, I was pulling for Lane Kevin to get the job, but I had a talk. And A.J. McCary said, oh, I would love to be an analyst. Won't we hire some when he gets the new guy, whoever's going to be the offensive coordinator? Won't he try to find him for my Alabama quarterback, some players? I think want to learn his system as an analyst. I, mean, I don't know how many analysts you have. Same like Ohio State. Well, I do. I listen. I know, uh, and I, I don't want to reveal private conversations. Well, no, but, no, no, well, I'm not. But I'm just, AJ wants to get into coaching at some I point. Now, does. I'm not saying he's ready for an OC role. Uh, no, but when you talk about understanding offense, why do backup quarterbacks normally make great football coaches? I'll tell you why. And I, I'm not trying to ask you a loaded question. It's they study offense. Not only are they the backup offense, uh, excuse me, the backup quarterback for their offense, they're also the scout team quarterback for the offenses that they're op- opposing every week. So they learn multiple offenses and terminology. That's why you see backup quarterbacks having a lot of success in, in the coaching spot. And he would love to be able to get into coaching. Now, I literally told him, uh, and I told him this off off the air. I said, AJ, you're a family guy, man. You got three young sons. What are you even thinking about coaching? Now, he's still playing right now. He wants to play another year in the NFL. And right now, he's on a roster. Uh, we'll see if Cincinnati makes some adjustments to that roster. But right now he's in a roster, and he has other options in the St. Louis Battlehawks. I think they want him to come back and, and be the quarterback. Uh, I knew that, but I just thought, you know, down the road, I mean, you know. I'd love to see him. Toward- love to see him. Love to see him. You know, listen, Dante Hightower going to the Patriots. D'Amico Ryan's out there. The, all these former guys that have coaching opportunities. I get pumped up because I covered these guys to go, hey, this is 
really cool to see these guys have success. Well, real quick, I was like, oh, before I dropped, I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, when you talk, yeah, um, I've been putting guys out now in the pro, and then coaching staff, former players that were good players, and all like that. And you want to see them good. I mean, I want to see uh, D'Amico Ryan be coach of the year, but they gave it to the guy at Cleveland, which he had five different quarterbacks. So I guess, you know, I mean, I was pulling, you know, that helps. That gives credence to the University of Alabama. I know D'Amico Ryan didn't play for Nick Saban, but the, the point I'm going to make is a simple one. And looking bad, everybody's celebrating Alabama can't do it. But remember this, Alabama fan. It's not as bad as it was in August when Mike Price at the end of July when he did his escapade. We got a man who is the head coach. We got athletic director who got a level head. We're going to be all right. Okay, and we go eight and four this year, and I'm going to get burned by some of you callers. So what? And we can become better and grow from it and learn from it. And two years from now, we host the number 19. I can live with it. There we you, go. Know, you have to take, sometimes when you take bad medicine and get too well, the sugar don't taste all that sweet to make the medicine go down. So the medicine's bad, but it gets too well, and you have to take it to get well. Got so it. we might have to take it. And we're okay. We're okay. I mean, I, I saw today, uh, we may be on the outside of the top five looking in. I saw we're way too early. We were number six. Tommy, I got to get, get to this break, man. Thank you, as always, for being a part of our show. Tommy and Romulus uh, will continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. The Dallas Cowboys have their new defensive coordinator. According to the NFL Network, the team and Mike Zimmer have officially agreed to terms on a deal. In the NBA, the Athletic reports that he guard Josh Richardson suffered a dislocated right shoulder and is expected to be reevaluated in a few weeks. Pelicans guard Dyson Daniels has suffered a meniscus tear in his left knee and is sidelined indefinitely. The Lakers don't expect to have Max Christie back from his sprained ankle until after the All-Star break, along with Cam Radish. Jared Vanderbilt and Gabe Vincent are further away from potential returns. UCLA has hired former running back Deshaun Foster as their next head coach. According to ESPN, it is a five-year deal. Foster spent the last seven seasons as UCLA's running backs coach and was recently... Five quarts of Castrol Edge or Edge High Mileage Full Synthetic and an oil filter for $36.99 only at AutoZone. Claim based on Sequence 3 H-Test versus API SP test limits. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food right there in Northport if you're looking for the great specials daily the fajitas are outstanding. The pastures dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastures Kitchen Mexican Food. Also, find the food truck, and we are also now serving breakfast at Pastures. To save lives, the one-day hands-on driving school gives teens experience in car control through exercises that include emergency braking and skid recovery. Find a class near you at TireRack.com slash 
survive. Northport Power Equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service Department, do that. Talk Tide Basketball. Don't miss the Crimson Tide Basketball pregame show brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years. Houston coming up here for a few minutes, and then we'll, we'll work our way to Pee Wee and Grand Bay. Mark in Seattle, you guys uh, hold loose uh, just for a couple of minutes. We're going to come to you guys in just a couple of minutes because I definitely I want to hear from Pee Wee because he's the unofficial offensive line coach. I wonder if Pee Wee could handle the responsibility of being the O-line coach at Alabama. Alabama needs one. Maybe Pee Wee can give us an update on maybe who he thinks they should hire. Uh, Mark in Seattle, definitely. We, we definitely want to hear from someone in Seattle because when we look at this 30-day window, there, it depends on where you're at. Uh, I did talk with someone who was recruited to the University of Alabama, and I'm kind of tiptoeing around this. I'm doing it on purpose because I'm not uh, – I told the individual I would not reveal his name, but I was told that they were pretty uh, straight – uh, up front with them and said, it's an option. And some of that was probably used as a marketing and saying, hey, listen, Ryan Grubb is a highly sought after guy. We we want to keep Ryan Grubb, but he may have other options. Uh, I was told that that was something that they addressed multiple times in the recruiting front. So I understand the 30-day window and people wanting to twist it around and you make K1 DeBoer look bad. And, you know, this is probably K1 DeBoer's first side of things because when you're Alabama, you're held under a different microscope. And that's the way we, we always want it to be. You know, we, we want to have a different treatment because we're Alabama. Uh, we are, you know, because when once we get the norm where we're treated like everybody else, then that'll tell me that we have fallen off of this standard of college football. Martin Houston, he was a 1992 national champion winning fullback at the University of Alabama. Martin Houston. Oh, oh, what do you think about uh, Kalen DeBoer? Martin, what do you think about Kalen Abor? Okay, we'll get Martin here in just a couple of minutes. We'll take some uh, phone calls. We'll get to, uh, if Martin doesn't answer back on that, uh, I know we were just trying to get him, and, and we'll get Martin in just a couple of seconds there. Uh, we'll go to Pee Wee and Grand Bay. First up, Mark in Seattle. I will tell you that we are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325. Skyline and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. We're 21 days away, brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, AlabamaCU.com. Checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. We are 201 days away from Alabama versus Western Kentucky in about 21 days away from Alabama's first spring practice and about 61 days away from A-Day. Brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. Let's go to Martin Houston here coming up in just a couple of seconds. We'll ask him about calling plays. We'll ask him the responsibility because um, he can help us understand that for a couple of minutes, and, and we'll do that uh, coming up here with Martin Houston. Martin, I hope all is well. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. All is well, man. Glad to be in the game. 
Martin, let's go back from a former player perspective as an analyst to part of our lineup here at Tide 100.9, mornings at 6 a.m. Give me your reaction to Ron Grubb uh, leaving and heading back to Northwest, this time with the National Football League. I guess I have a couple different emotions. It's really based on which track you run on, Ryan. From a from an Alabama fan um, standpoint, excitement about having him, huge disappointment, right? Um, so, so, so that that being the case, and what hurts the disappointment, Ryan, is I knew like last week. Um, that he had not updated his social media while all the other guys were. And I was about to report it. And then, and cause I got something from someone inside, but then he came out and said, I'm your OC. Okay. And so I didn't say anything. I didn't report it. Didn't go down that path. So, so that changes me from now from a fan standpoint, still disappointed from just, human looking at this and forget I'm Alabama question. It makes me question just how some things were done at the university. And I, I don't want to question character, you know, just right off of that one thing, but it, it to me, it speaks to the state of, of college football. This, this man had to either lie to us or lie to his family or somebody. Right. Um, and so you have that side of it because they stood up there and did they do this just for these recruits? Did they, did they, you know, and, and we saw some reports out of Seattle that this was always in the work. And then Greg Barnes comes out and says, we always knew this was a possibility. Well, it not, not a possibility is a possibility. A likelihood is something different. And to have used the university to have used him this way and did this for the, to these kids, to get them to lock in, and then he go and pursue an opportunity that's better for him, I have a problem with that, you know, to a degree, which leads me to the third one. The problem I have is not necessarily with him. He's having to play the game the way the game is having to be played, right? So is the board. I have a problem with college football and its leadership and the adults. Uh, and and I, I send it to you, Ryan. I hope I hope another I hope there's not another fan that has something negative to say about a player leaving a school because these kids how do, how do you blame the kids and the parents um, for getting what they can because just let's just say let's say the transfer portal line was in existence when I played. Man, you don't know how nervous I was as a player who had signed. Under Bill Curry, you don't understand how nervous I was as a player in my future at Alabama because I didn't know who they were going to hire. I didn't know if the guy they hired would come in and not have a fullback-based offense. Would he come in with the fun and gun that Spurrier was running, you know, which means, you know, no place for me to play. And so if, if, if I had an opportunity, then do I go somewhere, you see what I'm saying, where I know the fit? So it, it, it's really tough, man. So do you really have tough. the problem on the transfer portal? And let's just assume, because, Martin, you and I have been in these press conferences. I know I mentioned this, Drew Armand earlier. And this is the problem that I have in media. I'll go into a press room, and I know there's different ways to – 
to skin a cat, but you, you get in and you listen to a press conference and you walk out and you read an article and you're like, I didn't hear Coach Saban say that. I didn't hear him say that. I mean, I paid attention. I took notes. Um, is this a media member up in Seattle? Uh, I don't know, uh, Bob uh, Condot. Is that the way you say it? Condotta, uh, which is the reporter there, the Seattle Times staff reporter. Is this just him trying to get a little parting shot at Kalen DeBoer? Because it is easy to connect those dots. It was the final day of the 30-day window from Coach Saban announcing his retirement. Right. Is this them trying to get a shot in? Because when I read it, that that part right there kind of grabs me, but I also know how we work in the media business. It's all about clicks, and I'm sure the Seattle Times got a lot of clicks Friday evening or Saturday morning. Well, I I would say that, Ryan, because I, I, it was several things where I saw that happening. When the story kept going about him possibly leaving and then him saying what he said, I literally said, man, those guys right there, because they're the upset, they're the upset media group. You know what I mean? Like, they're the upset fan base. So they're, they're putting out stories that's going to hurt Alabama. They're going to keep questioning Grubb. No matter how long he's here, they're going to keep questioning because they don't like the fact that they lost him. That was my take until Greg Burns said we knew that this was probably but in fairness, a plan. Greg's going to say that, right? I mean, he, he's not going to say we didn't but, have a plan. Uh, but 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 see, but that's that's putting on rose colored glasses, Ryan. It I, is. I, I I don't think that I think that he I don't think he was lying. I think he I think he knew that. I think he did. I mean, Ryan, what what's the likelihood that on a Tuesday he says I'm your OC, and by Friday he's worked out a contract? Okay, but. And I, I mean, right? I mean, no, but I, not just a contract, it, Ryan. Yes, yes. He didn't just work out a contract. Well, I mean, he's, he he's, a, out, he's out having a booze with a guy on Friday evening. Right. I mean, he in Seattle. A position, he took a position coach with him. So when did that happen? When was that negotiated? Sure. When was he having that conversation with Huff? Hey, if I get this job. You, you want to come with me? And Huff was able to make that decision that quick? I mean, you know, so, so but, but, Ryan, but the problem is we're talking about symptoms. Th- those are the symptoms, portal, NIL, um, coaches. Lead. The problem is the NCAA and the adults in this business. I'm talking about presidents, administrators, coaches, athletic directors. These kids are the only one I hear people attacking. I have I have listened and heard people call these players from all schools all types of names unless they're coming to our school. How do you how do you how do you call how do you call these guys? And now I, it's okay to say they left for money, but to call them and have personal attacks and 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 and, and, and say good riddance. Well, the kids who came from Washington, the character, the, the way we feel about the character of Isaiah Bond and 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 Seth, I mean, um, uh, Caleb Downs, that's the way they feel about their All-American center and their wide receiver and their quarterback. So who's right? Are, 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 are the players who come to Alabama good character people um, because they came to Alabama, but 
the ones who left Alabama are scum. It's neither, it's neither either way. The problem is they have created Ryan, when you have Chip Kelly and you have uh Halfley who left Boston College, did you hear what he said? I did. did, you, yeah, did. yeah, but you can t- tell the audience. When, when a when a head coach of a college program said, I'm going to a league that's more about football, and that is no longer I'm leaving I'm going to a league where I could be the, the purity of coaching football. And he's referring to the NFL over the college game. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know about the condition of college football, nothing will. He said, "I'm not. I'm, I'm tired of being a fundraiser, uh, NIL uh, collective recruiter, uh, recruiting my own team over and over, recruiting the portal." They, they, the college game, man. This year-round calendar, the lack of guidelines around the portal and around NIL. Because it's not really NIL. NIL is getting the, the bad rap, Ryan. But if I had to sit out a year or I only had one transfer, Amos is still in Tuscaloosa, right? He's not going to Ole Miss if he had to sit out a year because he just transferred to Alabama. I mean, so it, it, it's just it's just the craziness of, of it in the, the literally the wild, wild west nature of it. I think college football is going to have some dramatic thing, and I think the Big Ten and the SEC, Sankey and his counterpart, are positioning to literally shake up college football and go to a 64-team, some type of format, and they're going to pull the top – they're going to pull some top teams from the ACC, they're going to pull some top teams from the Big 12, and they're going to go ahead and set what other teams they want in there, and then they're going to let all these other sports go back to their conferences and pay play, or they're going to destroy. Not it's not just football at risk, in my opinion, Ron. All of college athletics is at risk. You you cannot you can't <laughs> you can't run a business uh, when only one sport makes money, and then take and infuse an absolute astronomical expense uh, line item called travel um, into every sport other than football um, and think it's going to be okay. And never mind the fact that these small other sports play Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, two or three times a week where they're traveling across the country from California to to Maryland. Let me ask you about Ken Winterbore calling plays, Martin, because now – and we could we could spend a lot of time with this Brian Grubb situation, but let me ask you about the future. If Kalen DeBoer decides that he's going to call plays, in your opinion, as someone who spent time on the offensive side of the football, is that a smart decision? Uh, I mean, it could be a good decision. I don't. I hope in his first year that he doesn't, because that wasn't his original game plan. It, it, it's a plan B, right? Um, so, so would he be effective in it? Yes, but do you do, do, does Alabama really want their head coach, who didn't come in with the game plan of calling plays, to be doing that when we need to? He, I think he needs to see everything this first year, Ron. I think this is such a trend. If, if if he had been here and this happened, I wouldn't have a problem. But man, you're replacing the goat. Uh, 
And to me, that's some added pressure there. And so I, I personally think it would, would work, but do I think it's the most effective thing for Alabama's program and organization? I would say no, or he would have already done it. I think he has a game plan, Ryan, and you and I talked a little bit, probably offline, uh, of, of, I think he has to promote Shepard and Sheridan um, to OC, co-OC. Um, In risk of possibly losing at, those guys. Both of them next year will be gone if we don't. Let's say, let's say, let's say DeBoer calls plays this year, Ryan, and we have a good year and our wide receivers have a breakout season. Do you think Shepard is back as a position coach? Based on the hype he already had around him. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I guess it's. Uh, I, I don't think he. I, I, if our wide receivers have a breakout year, Ryan, think about what he did with the Washington wide receivers. He may have two to three first rounders, right? So, so I think it's going to be hard to have him just as a position coach next year. I think somebody will come after him as a coordinator to get the DeBoer scheme, right? The, uh, or he's going to get tired of recruiting and go to the NFL. <laughs> That's another story. But then Sheridan, I, I, I'm really confident with Sheridan, Ryan. Uh, I've looked back a little bit at what he did at Indiana. I think the only reason there is a Ryan Grubb instead of Nick Sheridan, the only reason we're having this conversation is that when DeBoer left Indiana, Sheridan got the offensive coordinator job in, instead of going with, to him to Fresno State. That made room for Ryan Grubb. You go back and look, and I believe that after two years, and Yogi Roth, one of your guests, Ryan, said it. He said the moment Grubb was on the radar to, to be hired here last year, what's the name was getting ready to move Sheridan into that role. So Sheridan has coached Pennix. Uh, he coached offense. So I think both of those guys, you know, especially Sheridan from an experience standpoint, are capable, and I think that would be a better fit. I'm more worried. I'm less worried about Grubb <laughs> than I am Huff. I think Huff is the biggest blow. Me too. Me too. Me too. Because I, I guess when you think about this offensive line, it just needed to be fixed. It it needed to yeah. be fixed. and uh, it's, a, it's a three, four, five-year trend. It wasn't this last year. And that's the the story. Martin, tell me about Alabama One. Alabama One, I want to encourage you to go to our website, alabamaone.org, where you can find out all the great things we have going on. It's tax season time. Uh, Save smarter. Uh, Kickstart your tax return. If you put that into one of our deposit, qualifying deposit accounts, you'll get entered to win. Our de- uh, an opportunity to win our deposit to win category, I mean, contest, $250 prize, gift card. It could be television or beat uh, headphones by Dre. And then you'll be entered to in- enter to win a $1,000 gift card um, at the end. Or, hey, if you don't have a tax return coming in, but you have some money, you want to open a great account, you can open one of those accounts as well with as little as $25. Either way, it'll get you entered to win our deposit to win account. So kickstart that tax return or just open a deposit account, a qualifying deposit account, and you will be entered for an opportunity to win. That's Alabama One, alabama1.org, statewide franchise serving you 
with all the great services that you need for your financial future. Martin Houston, you can hear him mornings beginning at 6 a.m. here on Tide, 100.9 and 1230 WTBC. Martin, I appreciate you, man. Have a great rest of your day. Appreciate you, Ron. Roll Tide, man. Right back to you. Phone lines the rest of the way. We don't have another guest. We've got Pee Wee coming up, Mark in Seattle, and many others. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Police in Alabama are asking for help tracking down a school bus stolen out of a parking lot in Walker County early Monday morning. The National Weather Service in Birmingham has issued a flood watch. The flood watch is in effect until this evening at 6. The University of Alabama football team is in search of an offensive coordinator and an offensive line coach. While no big O-line names are in the rumor mill, there are plenty of offensive coordinator options out there, including a coach out of Missouri. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Well, hello and happy Monday to you. Crossing that bridge on Lurleen Wallace. Watch out for some slow traffic we have in the northbound direction. And this is going to, it starts to crank up at 10th Street and it backs you up just before you cross the bridge again. And other... Hargrove Road East in Tuscaloosa. Make her smile on Valentine's Day with one call to Stephanie's Flowers. 345-3074. A huge part of the game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardencons.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardencons.com. Brian Harden Construction. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino where you can be a winner too off I-459 exit 31 Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy this afternoon will maintain the chance of a few showers through the evening hours. The high today 68, colder late tonight below 36. For tomorrow cool and dry with a good supply of sunshine. The high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where college football season never ends. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9. This is big board football. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's R&R Cigars, 2703 6th Street in downtown Tuscaloosa. R&R Cigars, the cigar mansion, which has been featured on CBS, CMT, ESPN, number two rated in the world. Great place to relax and recharge. Relax and recharge. It is R&R Cigars. Reagan and Randy Starner, 1,000 different cigars to choose from. Let's go to Pee Wee in Grand Bay. Pee Wee, good afternoon. You're in the game. How you doing today, man? I'm good. Are you going to coach this offensive lineup? Well, I'm hoping I didn't have to come up there and do that, but you know, am I being? Got to do what I got to do. <laughs> got to do what I got to do. Hey, real quick, brother, I want to say happy birthday to you. I hope you're having a great day. Well, thank you, Pee Wee. Appreciate that, man. I'm having a great day, man. It's uh, 
you know, when you get to, to my age a little bit, it's like, okay, uh, 212, 212. It, it just, you know, it's, you know, I, I had to look at my driver's license and see how old I was. Thank you. <laughs> 20, 29, right? Uh, 31. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging up. Um, I did. I did tell my wife yesterday. I said, uh, "Man, I can't believe this. I mean, I'm literally four years away from being fifty. Fifty, Pee Wee. Okay, comes up quick, brother, and ain't gonna do nothing but go faster. Yeah, I'm on the back side of the mountain, I guess, uh, sliding down. Yep. So, yep. But, well, thank, thank you, you know, uh, thank you, Pee Wee. You're you're very welcome. You know, I was listening to Martin, you know, before this and, and talking about all this stuff with uh, that supposedly people knew that this was a possibility for Ryan Grubb, you know, that he could leave. And, you know, I thought that all the way up till last Wednesday, you know, when he come up at the Red Elephants Club and said, you know, hey, I am Ryan Grubb. I am your offensive coordinator. I figured it was a done deal there. But. It ended up not being because I was surprised as everybody else when I woke up in the middle of the night and it's all over that he's gone. Uh, but like I said, you know, if that was the truth, then you got to figure that Kalen DeBoer had some sort of a backup plan if he did decide to go to the NFL. Now, the Huff deal, that's a totally different ball game, and that one's going to really, really hurt if we can't get somebody in there I think we need to find, uh, you know, Sheldon and uh, have him make a clone of uh, Joe Pendry, and we bring him back in here. Well, you know, but uh, and and maybe that's the option. Um, I do think the offensive line is important for this offense to work, and I guess any offense. I mean, it's not just this offense, but any offense. Uh, you've got to be able to to jump out there and you know be able to. To do better than what we've done at this offensive line at protecting our quarterback, right? You know, and, and I and I, I, I said this a million times, you know, to other people, and I said it a lot, you know, to Coach Saban is, you know, you can have the best skill players at quarterback, running back, receivers of the nation. They can be number one at their position, number one guys, but if you don't have an offensive line that can provide protection for your quarterback and let your receivers get into their routes and get them developed, or to be having somebody that can get some offensive line movement for your running backs to have at least some sort of a little bit of room to run. And other than that, it, it doesn't matter if you have all that because ain't none of it going to work. You know, it's, I, I don't know. That was our major problem last year. I think if we hadn't have all the debacles with all the bad snaps in the bowl game, or the playoff game, rather, uh, I think we win that game. Anybody you know, else notice those bad every... snaps in the Super Bowl? Did anybody else pick up on those? <laughs> I mean, well, it, I didn't it... watch a whole lot of okay. it, so I didn't. I don't know, you know. So, but uh, yeah, I, I was at I was at Joe Kane Day Mardi Gras down in Mobile yesterday, ah, brother. Okay, okay. It's so party time down here. Were you here. throwing the footballs or were you throwing the beads or what were you doing? No, uh, no I, I didn't throw none this time. I was in the crowd this time. I saw AJ slinging a bunch of footballs yesterday. Oh, you did? He always he so, rides. Uh, he always rides. Yeah, on Joe King Day, his family has a float that they ride on. Uh, and, yeah, he was at the back up top, and uh, he was throwing the footballs behind him. 
And I'm talking about he's chunking in little footballs like 30, 40 yards. Wow. You know, you know, but uh, uh, you mentioned something about A.J. wanting to get into coaching. Uh, I think that would be a great deal well, for him, someone, man. Yeah, someone called in, asked, and uh, knowing A.J. the way that I do, um, I mean, he, he would like to get into coaching. Um, but as a friend of his, I literally tried to convince him that he didn't want to get into coaching. And I said, well, man, that is a tough, tough – because I know, I know how important family is to him. Right, exactly. You yeah. know, it, his his kids adore him. They do. And he adores them kids. Absolutely. You know, yes. uh, you know and, and as we all know, if, if you become – whether it doesn't matter really if it's a high school level or especially in the college level, in the professional level, you know, coaching, if that's what you do, that pretty much eats up about all of your time except for, what, maybe six weeks between uh, – the end of spring practice and the beginning of fall, it yeah. doesn't leave you a whole lot of time for family time. I think that's why you saw Coach Saban utter a couple of words that I've never heard him uttered. I'm tired. Yeah. I've never heard yeah, Coach Saban. Exactly. I mean, you've, you've talked to Coach Saban every week on the Nick Saban show, or yeah. it was the Nick Saban show. I guess it's now a do be discontinued or whatever word, but – It'll have I'm, it'll have some sort of a new name, I would imagine. But yeah, but I'm still a coach. So. But it, right, right, and and that's the uh, the initial portion. But when you think about, I've never heard him say I'm tired. I've never heard him say he I never, don't feel good. You know, and he said, uh, "I, I it, this season wore me out." Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. And if it well, does, you know, when for I look at it, a guy like Nick Saban, it, it will for the other guys too. Yeah, exactly. You know, but you know, before the for the radio show, before the playoff game, somebody asked him about that, you know, and he was saying, you know, that he was all good, you know, that he was sleeping good at night, uh physically he was fine, and none of that was an issue. But then I think he just had a a sit down talk with with Miss Terry and uh and you know, and threw that up in the air. Well, what if I was to decide to retire? What if I did it now? You know, and she said she would support him in whatever he wanted to do, uh, you know, if he wanted to do it. But he made it sound like even if he did stay, it might have only been for one more year. You know, just by, he said, well, I don't want to do this for just another year and all this, you know, that's, that's not what I want to do, you know, and I'm, and I am ecstatic for coach. He's having a blast. You see him. I mean, he's playing in all these pro-ams. He was at Reggie Jackson's yeah. tournament a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Now he was out at the waste management tour out there. Um, and he, and what yeah. is, he also uttered some other words. Cause I mean, I, I pick up on this. He was smiling ear to ear, but he said, we're having fun. Yes. Well, yes, he he enjoyed coaching college football, but this last couple of years probably wasn't a lot of fun for him. No, no. I don't know if any of it was really any fun. He gets his, he gets his gratitude out of everything, you know, uh, by what he can get out of the players and, and getting them to develop and all that. And of course, winning championships and all that. But like he said, you know, when he wins a championship, hell before the next day starts, he's already working on next year. You know, but 
I, I'm very happy for the man. He, he deserves it. Uh, he's put his time in. Uh, he brought us out of what I call the dark years and brought the University of Alabama back to the forefront of college football for 16 consecutive years. You know, yes, and uh, I'd always said that I wanted a coach to come in there that, you know, when Coach Bryant was there, I said the national championship used to run through Tuscaloosa. We may not win it every year, but you're going to have to beat us to get it. And that's exactly what Coach Saban did. We may not have won it every year, but by God, you're going to have to beat us to get it. Absolutely. Pee-wee, it's good to hear from you, man. Thank you again. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too, brother. Right back to you, roll. Pee-wee. Oh, I cut him off on that roll tide. I'll give you the roll tide. I'm sorry, Pee-wee. I may have uh, hit that button just a little bit too soon. We'll come back. We'll go to Mark in Seattle. We'll go to Pat in Tuscaloosa. We'll go to Jared in Houston. we got Bubba in Northport many others. Phone lines wide open until 6 p.m. We are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. 3325. Skyland Boulevard and Sox. Call 205-339-7361 or stop by and see Rodney Johnson at B&B Sports at 1600 Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. TuscaloosaToyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Cam Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory, most of the pre-owned. Law sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. You know, we talk about grilling so often. If you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. available now by DoorDash or visit the Standard on the Strip. We're the home of the 20-inch pizza pie, pepperoni, meat loves cheese, meat lovers cheese, or design your own. The Standard on the Strip also features wings, boneless wings, fresh made to order, hand cut fries, macaroni and cheese bites, and mozzarella sticks. Dine in or order online. TheStandardBama.com. Lunch, dinner, late night, the best pizza in T-Town is the standard on the strip. We're going to roll on. I'm going to get to Mark in Seattle in two minutes. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We are just pretty much basic travels here. We have got the usual delays inside the construction zone 2059 on the northeast lanes, just past Black Warrior and just before Joe Malisham Parkway. You got uh, just slight delays in the area. It's slow but steady. And then you'll have access to leading edge technology to match your forward thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's Dell.com slash deals. Alabama Credit Union. Feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com. The mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times, you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money. Whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association, AlabamaCU.com. Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama. Alabama Credit Union. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy this afternoon will maintain the chance of a few showers through the evening hours. The high today 68. Colder late tonight the low 36. For tomorrow cool and dry with a good supply of sunshine. The high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The longest running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word. It's very simple. The game, significant discount. The game, significant discount. DanielMoreArt.com. The legacy continues. I'm sitting here looking at this print, and it's got so many special moments, whether it's Kenyon Drake uh, scoring out in Glendale, Arizona. It's got Rocky uh, Block where Terrence Cody got up there. Then uh, looking at the first championship print, it's got Coach Stallings. It's got Coach Saban. It's got Coach Mal Moore. It's got the Heisman Trophy winners. It really is just a collection of what Alabama's been able to con- accomplish. Um, you know, when you're a program like Alabama, you really have to be selective. Well, this print uh, does it all together. And uh, you can find it at DanielMoreArt.com. Significant discount by mentioning that you heard about it right here on the game. We greatly appreciate all of those who do uh, go and order things and tell them about, hey, we heard about it right here. We say thank you for that. DanielMoreArt.com. Celebrate that special Alabama fan in your life. The Coach Saban prints have already sold out. They've got some art, uh, the official artist canvas available, but those have completely sold out since Coach Saban retired. Uh, the legacy continues is going at a rapid pace. I've already placed an order for mine a couple of months ago, and I need to go up there and pick it up because I know it's done. DanielMoreArt.com. DanielMoreArt.com. Let's go to Mark out in Seattle. Mark, thank you for calling in. I hope all is well. Doing good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Good. And by the way, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You you got my present in the mail. You want my address? Well, it's, it's on account? its way. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll Hopefully look with for a new it. offensive line coach. I got you. So now, hold on. You're an Alabama guy out there. Yes, sir. From from Gadsden originally, but I live out here. I'm a, I'm a pastor in this area. That's right. You called me on yeah. the ga- the day that yeah. Kalen DeBoer was announced. I remember yes, this now. Yes, and you had yes, a great sir. call. Great call. Yes, sir. Well, I, I you know, honestly, want to provide some perspective as someone who, you know, uh, partakes in local media 
here, you know, from softy to the local newspaper and all of that. And I, I don't want to disparage anyone's professional integrity or anything like that. Softy's as good as they are, period. He's he's awesome, and I, I think you have a deep affection for him. He's a good dude. Well, in the radio business, but, you look up to people who do, right. it the, do it the right way, and he's certainly... Right. Go ahead. But Bob Condotta is a... Um, well, he's pretty typical Northwesterner, um, whiny liberal, don't get my way, I'm going to throw crap against the oh, wall. Oh, okay. All right. So now we're um, connecting the dots, Mark. There yeah, we go. He, um, I cannot tell you the number of times he's had Pete Carroll run out of town. I was just, I was just thinking. <laughs> an article. I mean, every job that came open, well, Pete Carroll's leaving for that one. And I mean, you want to you want to talk about crazy? I mean, it's just and, and so for that, I take every bit of that with a grain of salt. And uh, you've alluded to something. I can allude to something as well, based on and you and I both know, and anybody that follows the, the sport and saw the people that went into the transfer portal and whether it was reported or not, the people that the staff that was at Washington then went to Alabama contacted. It was never hid from any of those kids or recruits that Grubb was not a done deal yet, that he had a lot of options out there. Now, Huff is the one that, and here's the thing, Huff, and a lot of people don't know this, is not a DeBoer guy. He was here in Seattle seven years before DeBoer ever got to town. He was under Chris Peterson, and then he was here with Jimmy Lake, and he stayed over with DeBoer. It's not like they don't they don't have a pass together other than just these last two years. And so I think he can get an offensive line coach. I, I hope he gets one with ties to the South and that can recruit. I mean, there's a, a lot of options I, I would a, a assume that are out there on that. But another thing that people aren't thinking about, Grubb, has served as an offensive coordinator for one year without DeBoer being with him. And he stunk And that him. offense was 2019 Fresno State, and they were 85th in the nation. Ooh. Then the very next year, instead of promoting Grubb to be the head coach, they went to Indiana and got their offensive coordinator. Kalen DeBoer brought him out, and the offense finished in the top 20. I wonder why. You know, I mean, begin putting the pieces together. And if you look at it, the staff from Washington last year, Jamarcus Shepard was the wide receivers coach and the pass game coordinator. That was his title. He worked with the wide receivers and the scheme layout of the passing game just as much, if not more, than Ryan Grubb did. And he... Grubb had nothing to do with the run game. If it was up to Grubb, it would have been air raid all the time. If you look at 2019, Fresno State, they ran the ball less. I want to say it was like 22% of the time. And that was Tedford's last year, you remember, in 2019. Then he, he resigned and, you know, went out to pasture, I guess you would say. But it, it just – I. Grub's good, don't get me wrong, but we we were hiring DeBoer, and I, Sheridan, uh, he, I think he will be just fine if they promote 
and make those two guys co-OCs and pull them in. And that way, and that, that's just is my opinion. And I, I've seen, you know, probably a lot more of the, well, not, not even in existence anymore, but the Pac-12 football and watched every Washington game and, and uh, been at the practices and things like that. And I'm, I don't think people understand the level with which DeBoer is on hands-on with the offense. It's, it's like Coach Saban with the defensive backs uh, at Alabama. And so just to kind of offer some perspective from some of the hand-wringing that's been going on, like, woe is me, what are we going to do now? Might as well just pack it up and, you know, play Jacksonville State every year. I, I don't know is what the consternation has been about because even without Grubb, I think Alabama's coaching staff is the best that's been on campus since 2015. Is that fair? I mean, top to bottom, one through eleven. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm convinced we, we, we've got our kids will be better prepared in every aspect of the game, and not just the defensive backfield, than they have been in in years and. Even though, I'd like to I'd like yeah. to wait and determine what's next, okay? Because yeah. I'm I'm yeah. super excited. Oh yeah, no, about, I get that. Yeah, but I, I'd like to see what this offensive line coach is going to be like. I'd like to see. Oh, I, I get you. The, so when we back up just a couple of minutes, um, I do think this staff has a potential. You know, when you include Ryan yeah. Grubb and you also include Scott Huff, this was a better coaching staff than Coach Saban put on the field. Um, right. Let's see what it looks like. Um, right. A couple of days from now. I think that's why it's going to be yeah. super important uh, yeah. for them. But I, I also have got a mutual friend uh, that has, has been a coach at the college level. He loves Nick Sheridan. He loves oh, him. Yeah. And he's going to come on at some point. Uh, yeah. We're actually going to talk after the show this evening for a couple of minutes. He right. he had actually called me during one of the breaks, uh, and I, I couldn't answer. Uh, I was doing a right. couple of things. But I'm going to find out a little bit more. But he is a big fan of Nick Sheridan. I think Butch Jones even talked about Nick Sheridan last week. Uh, but, right, he did. He yeah. did, yeah. Hey, Mark, i got to um, get to break. But go ahead. Hey, up. man, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to give you one thing before I go. If you get the chance to get Courtney Morgan on the show, do it. Do it. He is, dude, he's something. Well, and I hear he the is, same thing amazing. about Jamarcus Shepard. Yeah. I hear he is oh, yeah. oh, yeah, and he certainly is. And I, on the radio. And I shared with you last time, I, I spoke at FCA events here in this area, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, where both of those guys were there. And, man, you'll, you'll really like them hey, is, 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 And, 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 and real, quick, real quick, I'd, I'd like to ask you a question off the air. Will you hold for me? Because yeah, I want to but... ask you something off the air uh, about from Seattle. Yes, sir. I'll put you back on hold. Yes, I'll, I'll come to you over there during the break. So I want to ask you something off the air. Uh, yes, sir. Don't want to ever call anybody out. So I want to ask a question off the air, and I'll come back. We'll take more phone calls next. T-Town Tide, 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Monsi Bolaños. In the NFL, the Steelers and quarterback Mitch Trubisky have decided to mutually part ways. Trubisky had two years left on his deal with $5.25 million due this upcoming season. This is according to the NFL Network. They also report that the Cowboys and Mike Zimmer have officially agreed to terms on a deal. He will be their new defensive coordinator. UCLA has found their new football coach and its former running back Deshaun Foster. According to ESPN, it's a five-year deal. Foster spent the last seven seasons as UCLA's running backs coach and was recently hired for that same role by the Las Vegas Raiders. In the NBA, Miami Heat guard Terry Rozier has avoided any major injury as an MRI today showed a sprained right knee. He will be evaluated week to week. This is according to the Athletic. Sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0. Minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee Byway One arm on the wheel Holding my lover With the other A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle On a Tennessee Saturday night Couldn't feel better I'm together with my Dixieland tonight. Spend my dollar. All right, let's count them together. You guys ready? Eighteen national championships. Thirty SEC titles. We, we got more than anybody. We got double what everybody else has. So the second place team has. Uh, 50% uh, fewer than what we've got, even more than 50% if you wanted to do the math. Uh, Auburn fans will count on you to do math, right? One plus one is three. I think it is, right? One plus three. One plus three is six. I think. Let me ask my Auburn friends. Uh, I think they count like 10 national titles. Didn't somebody tell me that? eight national titles? All right, so anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that, but it's uh, 147. Oh, God, first. give me a break. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Softy. Well, he, he's listening all the time now. Any 147 uh, first-team All-Americans, 147 first-team All-Americans, uh, 77 postseason appearances, 45 postseason victories, four Heisman winners, the NCAA all-time scoring leader, and the greatest football coaches to ever walk the sidelines. We're talking about Alabama Crimson Tide football. We're taking your phone calls, and uh, we'll dive into a lot of different things. Uh, here in this 5 o'clock hour, we are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325. 
Scotland Boulevard and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. The, two, the 2024 Toyota Camry, 2.9% for 36. The RAV4, 3.99 is the low. And the Tundra, 3.99 on those available two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive options. The Highlander as low as 3.99. The Corolla as 3.99. The Tuscaloosa Toyota Lifetime Power Trained Warranty. Let's continue. And we go here to Jumbo. I'm sorry. You know what I did? I just messed up, Jumbo. Let me, let me come back to Jumbo. Pat in Tuscaloosa next up. Pat, good afternoon. You're in the game. I'm sorry. You you, Ryan. I mean, I feel That's like right. Ryan Grubb. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, yeah, well, well uh, let's talk about that in just a minute. I think that you know, they may have had a contingency plan for Grubb leaving. And like I said, I don't know that Grubb didn't have a whole lot to do with some of our with our closure on players, but hey, uh, all I know is is that I think Huff caught him with her pants down, and Huff's leaving was a big time surprise. And what do you think about? Uh, I, I agree with what uh, 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 my buddy uh, Martin Houston is saying in the morning time, and what he said a while ago. However. Offensive line coach is extremely important, and there's one that's a combination OC offensive line coach that has a tremendous ability to evaluate uh, talent in a transfer portal and almost put Florida State, except for a quarterback getting hurt in the playoffs, and uh, that being with Coach Atkins, what do you think? And who is this now? Coach Atkins, that uh, the oh uh, coach uh, from Florida State, uh, he's a OC combination offensive line coach. You just say getting him for the local ties, sir. You're saying just getting him for the regional local ties? No, no. I'm just saying he's he's an excellent offensive uh, OC, and he's an excellent oh. Uh, Offensive line coach. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him. I mean, I, but, uh, well, I'm, I'm just saying he's at he's at very top part of the wish list. He's second behind Noah. Who's Kirby wish Moore. list? Huh? Who's wish list? Who's wish list? Well, well, I don't know it, but uh, whoever the powers that beat it right for your uh, show and put things up on the media board. Noah. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> is Noah qualified for that? Noah's very qualified for that. Now, he, he's some people that I'm writes for my Noah. show. I love, uh, I love Noah. Okay, I well, love Noah. I, I I need to I need to go look it up. But uh, but but no, seriously, we got we got to have an offensive line coach, too, Ryan. An offensive line coach is just about as important. Yeah, as I've said that, Yeah, all, all afternoon. Um, and and I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, should we? Should we rule out coordinate? Uh, excuse me, head coaches. I mean, just the way that Kellen DeBoer is hired here in the last couple of uh, weeks, uh, you go out and get head coaches. So why not? What? Who's available? That's a head the coach. Had a, there's a hey now, and you got to look at Kirby Moore now. Oh, Kirby Moore up at uh, Missouri, he did more with less than anybody in the SEC. Oh, go figure. I mean, just go get Sam Pittman. Well, I don't know about I mean, Sam Pittman. Well, he may not well, make it out of Fayetteville very soon, right? Just go get him. I mean, <laughs> I 
I don't know that he would be a good one or not. But, uh, he was a heck of a, a he was a heck of an offensive he, line coach. I mean, I'm throwing stuff against the wall, but you are too. You know, yeah, and uh, all, all I know is is that oh, I want an offensive line coach that can also recruit in the SEC, but uh, and, and recruit our uh, our area because we got to have people that want to come here. But we got to get things back to wanting to come here for that script day also. That, uh, and that, uh, that want to be part of the Alabama program. And I understand that the money thing's got everything filed up. But uh, the thing is, you were hitting on something a little earlier. Something has got to be done. They can't have a 30-day window to transfer when a coach leaves. Uh, you got to have uh, the ability that when you get one transfer and then the, you transfer again, you got to sit out a year. They uh, they got to be some timelines, some constraints and stuff, and one time a year that you can transfer. I mean, something's got to be done. There's no way in the world to punish one of these kids. The kid's doing anything at all. Hey, I'm going somewhere else to play. You know, uh, coaches got to have some way to have some kind of discipline in a football program. If we don't, we've lost it, Ryan Fowler. I think we're on a slippery slope. I think we're on a very slippery slope, Pat. Um, you know, I'm I'm very frustrated with a game that I cover. Um, it's strange. I mean, this this is what you do for a living, Ryan Fowler. It's got to be fixed, buddy. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I'm not a welder. Uh, I'm not an electrician. Um, Good thing you know a little bit about being an EMT. <laughs> Well, I, I could always do that. Uh, I mean, I could go back and get my national registry license back up, so I think I'd be okay there. But uh, you never know. I mean, I don't know if they'd hire me over there. Uh, I don't know if, I, if I'd if i have the same patience as I once did because, uh, you know, to drive an ambulance in this town, uh, you you got to – whoo! I mean, we, we didn't have as many people uh, when I was driving an ambulance here in Tuscaloosa. So, uh, yeah, we were just a little bit, little bit uh, less – I think we're around 20,000, 18,000 students. Now we got 40,000. We've, uh, you know, it's not just 20,000 additional students. Somebody's got to house them. Somebody's got to feed them. Somebody's got to, so you, you think about it, uh, you know, you've not doubled your population, but, uh, you know, you, you've yeah. increased it quite a bit. So, uh, yeah. but you never know. I mean, yeah. I don't think the interest of college football, I mean, you guys give me about 10 years, and uh, you'll find me down at Danny and Danny on the beach down there. I'll be Ryan on the beach. Uh, we'll do the uh, – by the way, I don't care if we have a coaching uh, – which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the show, but uh, I'm headed I'm headed south here in just a few days, but I, I won't miss a show. But uh, I'm uh, – I need a little hey, R&R myself. Are you going to go eat some swamp cabbage? I will probably go eat some swamp cabbage and uh, one of those big old nasty swamp cheeseburgers that somebody, let me see if hey. I can find the name recommended uh, that I go they find. They got the best place. one. They got the best one. But remember the one in Foley, not the one in Gulf Shores. I, like, but, uh, I see. I like the one in Gulf Shores. Well, the one, the one, one, in, one in Foley is the very best. That, uh, as far as that, uh, you'll get more consistency at the one in Foley. And like I said, we ain't mentioning any names because we're not getting paid to. But they, uh, hey, I promise you, hey, one one big boy to another, hey, I know where to get good food. Hey, listen, 
you, like I said, you never trust a skinny man to tell you a good place to eat. Okay, <laughs> true. You, you you get hey. you you get you a little hefty guy, somebody that's got some experience, like Noah. Noah weighs one thirty five. Okay, <laughs> I see what Noah. What do you eat almost every day? Okay, well, don't come after me for this, but I I have a little of that Kraft mac and cheese, little like uh, put it in the microwave type, heat it up. E- every almost every day he has macaroni and cheese. I meant to bring it today, but I forgot. He has macaroni and cheese, okay? And in the meantime, uh, I went to the Mardi Gras menu over at Southern Owl House today. I had red beans and rice, okay? I mean, so, Noah, there's nothing wrong with what you eat. If that's what you like, then uh, macaroni and cheese is, is good, good, good. But I got to have some I gotta have some meat with that potatoes. Uh, yeah. Ryan did they have a cream-style red beans. At, uh, I've got Blue Runner. Uh, cream. I got fifteen cans. I bought a case of Blue Runner. No, I, I, I don't. Beans. Pat, I don't have a clue what kind of beans they were, but they were good. Uh, they're doing they their Mardi Gras menu this week, and yeah, uh, you got them. You, you say it, Boudin balls. They had those. <laughs> I had some of those for uh, appetizer, and then uh, you got jambalaya pasta, Cajun gumbo, black and redfish, which is uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Red beans and rice. You got Mardi Gras roasted wings, which sounded really, really good. And they've even got some butter beans um, that were pretty awesome, too. So uh, always, I mean, listen, if Brett Garner cooks it, I'm all good. But, hey, Pat, appreciate you, man. Roll Tide. Have a blessed day. Enjoy the beach run. Bye-bye. Thank you. And if you're thinking about a a great menu option tonight, uh, it's – our friends at Southern Owl House, Eat Southern, Be Southern, the executive chef, Brett Garner, Justin, the amazing wait staff, Mardi Gras menu right now for just a few days. Got a really good menu. They do this every year. Uh, if you don't get it now, you won't be able to get it. But red beans and rice, big sausage links on top of it. It was it was great. Uh, had lunch over there, talked a little business, talked a little uh, football had some really, really, really super good food. So our good friends at Southern Ale House, if you're not able to make it by now, they will not do their burger menu tomorrow. They'll do the Mardi Gras lunch or dinner option. So you can do lunch tomorrow uh, for the Mardi Gras menu. And then don't forget about Jackson. Didn't you ask me about, uh, I don't want your Valentine to be listening. She's not listening, is she? Oh, no, she she's not listening. No. Okay. But didn't you ask me if, if they, because um, I, I think I can hook you up. Because you asked me, didn't you ask me last week if do you I, still need that option? Uh, I I don't. Yes, I do need the option because that's where we plan. I'm planning on going. Okay, so you uh, need you need me to. So let me ask you. She's not listening, right? No. So you need to drop that like radio connection. I'm imported. <laughs> I've got reservations. Is that what you need to do? Because I can take care of that too. Yes. Okay. Uh, if, if you that, asked if me, that's an option. And, yeah, and, I would love and to. And I, I went behind the scenes, and uh, I'm looking at their Valentine's menu. They're going to offer it for several days, but uh, if you're looking, the 14th, uh, wow, lobster and cheese raviolis, red Ooh. snapper seared or blackened, the eight ounce fillet, the 16 ounce fillet for two. I knew I made a, uh, a good decision. The white chocolate. Hmm. Uh, Oh, white Peterbrook chocolate-covered strawberries. Glory, glory, glory. Southern Owl House, the Valentine's menu. So are you going to go on the 14th? I mean, do you need me to? Yeah, on the 14th. Okay, do you need to get off early here? Um, I mean, 
I think I think six o'clock. I think I have enough time to make. Okay, it I mean, you college kids, y'all don't go to bed like to midnight, so you're not. Gonna yeah, that's very true. Okay, yeah. so two yeah. three a.m. But I, I can I I can I mean if you, if you if you need the Southern Owl House connection, I may be the guy because I'm not. You, you can take my spot on Valentine's evening because I normally don't fight the crowd. So we, we'll fair. we'll do some takeout or something. But uh, I, I I'll. I'll, I'll use my connection. I'll use my phone okay. a friend. Well, I did. I, I asked uh, the well-connected uh, Brett Garner earlier. Uh, actually, I asked him, I think, last night at the Super Bowl. Uh, I said, not at the Super Bowl. We're talking about the Super Bowl, and I asked him. So, uh, Jackson, you, you may have connections here. Well, you may you. have connections. I appreciate it. And you can, you can drop that, you know, I work in radio. I'll, I mean, I'll, is this a new girl or is this a? Oh uh, no, the the uh, we've been dating for two years now. Ah, oh, carrier to crystal, man. Forget about. It. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Subway. I mean, two years. Yeah. yeah okay. It's been a while. Okay. Well, I mean, you don't need to impress. Uh, I mean, you can still impress. Yeah, I can. I can still impress. I mean, I think flowers are so, are so you've been enough. Okay. But you know. But don't buy those supermarket flowers. No. 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 Yeah, Pat's Florist Gourmet Baskets, 1010 Queen City Avenue, one of our great sponsors. Right by where I, I bought flowers, I kid you not, on the 13th, the same day that Cable and DeBoer was announced. It was my wife and I met uh, 28, 28, 29 years ago. I'd have to go back and do the math. We'll be married 25 years next month. Uh, and so I bought, the first day we met, the first date, I bought Roses to remember the. So you got to remember the dates. Okay, you don't have to. Re- the years, the years is not important. Well, years are important, but I did. I went out and bought flowers on that Saturday morning before I went to the press conference. I bought them, put them in my car, and uh, that's where John and all the guys. Those flowers are still setting in our kitchen, and they are still. They're not as fresh as the thirteenth, but they're still alive, and uh, they still look like flowers. You won't get that at the supermarket, okay? So, That's uh, true. Uh, if you're thinking about delivery or a special order, it's Pat's Floris, 1010 Queen City Avenue. Pat's Floris, over 55 years of serving this community. We had an Adam Rittenberg earlier. Did you miss it? I'll play an audio clip that you need to hear next. T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Police in Alabama are asking for help tracking down a school bus stolen out of a parking lot in Walker County early Monday morning. The National Weather Service in Birmingham has issued a flood watch. The flood watch is in effect until this evening at 6. The University of Alabama football team is in search of an offensive coordinator and an offensive line coach. While no big O-line names are in the rumor mill, there are plenty of offensive coordinator options out there, including a coach out of Missouri. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The earlier delays on 2059 heading in that northeast direction just before Joe Malisham. They pretty much cleared most of that out of the way. Now I am seeing some slow rolls on Highway 69 and the northbound lanes to Skyland Boulevard. Already a busy intersection, so you're rushing. The job done right. That's simple human sense. 
So contact Pritchett Moore Insurance today and let our professionals find the right insurance solution for you. Visit pm-insurance.com or stop by the Tuscaloosa office today. Don Wattis CPA, 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payroll, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wattis sitting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today. Today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy this afternoon will maintain the chance of a few showers through the evening hours. The high today 68, colder late tonight, the low 36. For tomorrow, cool and dry with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I even cut my hair and changed my name. Cause we all just wanna be big rock stars and live in hilltop houses driving 15 cars. The girls come easy and the drugs come cheap. We'll all stay skinny cause we just won't eat and we'll some more phone calls. I think Bubba is first up. I think I told you Jumbo. Jumbo is second up. We'll get Bubba and then we'll get Joey in Tuscaloosa. Joey's always fun. And all oh, you guys are always fun. But always, I haven't heard from Joey in quite a while, so I can't wait to talk with him. Uh, right now, we are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Jackson, I checked our budget and I wanted to uh, see. I was trying to, to swing a Super Bowl ad, but I realized... I couldn't afford but a nanosecond. A nanosecond is the shortest measurement of time. Uh, it's $7 million for 30 seconds, okay, 30 seconds. Well, I realized that I couldn't only afford just a nanosecond of the Super Bowl ad, and I decided that uh, instead of doing a Super Bowl ad, I could just ask you guys to like, retweet, find us on the Facebook account if you find us there. Uh, remember, it's... Um, just do a simple search, Ryan Fowler. I don't think there's any way to hide Ryan Fowler on the Facebook account. On Twitter, it's Ryan C. Fowler. Uh, you can find me there. And I uh, greatly appreciate you for liking, sharing, connecting with us. It really helps us uh, get the message out. And also Tide 109, you can do Facebook there. You can do uh, the app. You can download it. We uh, try to keep you up to date with all the Crimson Tide headlines. Let's go to make sure Bubba's still there. Let's go, Bubba. Bubba, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hello, man. How are you, Bubba? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, your cell phone's drifting out. I think I got a happy birthday in there. Thank you, Bubba. You're, you're, you're very welcome. I was hoping, um, would, you, would you mind singing? Happy birthday to Ron. Happy birthday to Ron. Happy birthday to Ron C. Fowler. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, Bubba. Thank you. You know, you're the first person that sung to me today. I've been planning on doing that all day, actually. Okay. But I found out your birthday. You're a really good singer. Yeah. I mean, it was you're really good. I mean, I could. I mean, I could hear you hitting all the notes. I, I'm thinking about going. To, I'm thinking about okay. Well, that. Uh... So, you you were complaining. 
60. I bet it's going to be 60 in two months. So. 60? You're, you're old. I, yeah, I feel like it every day. Really. That's old. <laughs> oh, I know. 60? 60. Yeah. You've only got a couple of years and you can shut her down. I'm already shut down. I'm already oh. retired. Okay. So, you know, I had to go on disability, so I am. I'm a retirement. I'm retirement. I'm fishing went on Medicare on the first. So, <laughs> there you go. But anyway, you see him filling those positions this week. I don't think we will make it until the end of the week. Uh, we've got Greg Byrne scheduled for Friday, and not that right. I would ask him. I, mean, I don't really know if I can, you know, ask right. him about coaching hires i'm not sure what kind of update he can provide i mean he did provide an update to nick kelly in the t news uh thought it was a good update uh he said we had a plan we always knew that it was an option i believe is how and i'm paraphrasing i'm not exactly quoting um right but we will talk with greg byrne later this week i think we'll have it on i think we'll have it done before then i, I believe we will too i don't i, I really don't believe that they I don't believe that story out of Washington. I, I, I really don't believe it at all. Well, and I think Mark in Seattle just kind of connected the dots. Did he not? Yeah. He did. He said, what's the name? Bob Condotti? He said, Bob is a whiny liberal. I was about to ask him a question. Tell me, uh, find me a liberal that's not whiny. Absolutely. I mean, he said it, so... He said, he said, he said, he described that writer, I don't know if he's a columnist, but he said he's a whiny liberal. Mm. That's all we need, more whiny liberals. So he covers the Seahawks for the Seattle Times. But I like the idea of the, the, the Sheraton guy, and, you know, and then getting a, just a new tight end coach and a, and uh, offensive line coach. So you're like a, you're like a new coach, is what you're saying. I like no. I was saying to get the the the, the, the tight ends coach promoting him. Oh, Nick Sheridan. Yes. Okay. I like him too. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll do a good job. There we go. Well, all right, man. Have a good birthday. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you, Bob. I hope you have a great day, man. Uh, we'll continue with more of the game. I do remind you about the wharf. It is from 1976, the work in Western headquarters for the entire family. You'll find the wharf. Go over and see my friends Mark and Lee. They're open for another 25 minutes. They close daily at 6 p.m. You'll find them on McFarland Boulevard between Winn-Dixie and the Blue Plate, a new pair of jeans, a new pair of of boots, uh, casual boot, work boot, western wear for the entire family. You'll find it right there at our good friends at the wharf, the work in western headquarters for the entire family. Open until 6 p.m. Go over and tell them the game sent you right there at the wharf. We'll continue. Jumbo, I'll take you on the other side. We do have two lines available if you want to jump in. You know, I'm still wanting to recognize that Super Bowl winner. That person has not called in, and they were super, super close. Like really, really close. I'd like to do that on the air. So if you want to, if you think you were close, 
give us a shout because you, you may want a nice little Super Bowl package. I mean, this is the show. I mean, we, we gave you $1,000 uh, to someone out of Birmingham just a couple of days ago. Then we gave that dog fan uh, that, that kind of helped the NIL slush fund over at Georgia. That's right from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Southern Ale House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Eat Southern, be Southern. All the biscuit sandwiches, the great Southern cuisine like the bacon wrap, meatloaf, the fish and taters, all the great sandwiches like the Yardbird, the great salads, the daily lunch and dinner specials Monday through Saturday at Southern Owl House. We've also opened up an additional part of Southern Owl House and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for. 205-248-7500. Ask for tail Years of service at Northport Auto Supply. Locally owned and operated with the largest inventory in the area. It's Northport Auto Supply. Why go anywhere else? Nukes Eatery right there on University Boulevard, 205 University Boulevard. Call ahead orders, 205-758-2455. We always like to say close enough that you can smell the championships. It used to be the fringe of the campus of the University of Alabama. Now the campus has built around them. When you're talking about a great sandwich like the Nukes Q sandwich or maybe a great salad, that macaroni and cheese is outstanding. The bowl of soup, a cup of soup, as we uh, lower temps here in West Alabama, you can parlay those and you can Pick a pair. Maybe it's a California-style pizza. Maybe it's the great chicken salad, the pimento cheese. Catering from a small office party to a larger corporate Just not sure I'm pulling them off. 24-7 U.S.-based customer service. It pays to discover. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. appreciate you playing some Usher as we're coming back in. This is really, really, really good. I appreciate that, uh, Noah. Thank you. Thank you. That I'm telling you, that was the best. It was the best halftime concert. Oh, gosh. Uh, that, that, I mean, play that Usher song again. Oh, that, that, was, that was good right there. Those this guy's really, really good. Oh, gosh. Let's go to Jumbo. Jumbo, good afternoon. You're in the game. Ron Fowler. Yes, sir. I'm the heavyweight champion of Tuscaloosa. They kept me waiting. Not good. Well, I'm I'm sorry. We we had people that were waiting a little bit longer, but we our wait time is down. Um, now seating Jumbo. You know, I mean, I not you know like now seating table number fifteen. That's what I'm feel like. But uh, I'm funny with you. Well, happy birthday, brother. Well, thank you, uh, Jumbo. I, I really appreciate it. If I had time, I'd ask you to sing. But uh... Well, we got time, but I ain't going to do it because I want all the dogs to start howling. But um, I turned 61 tomorrow, so I'm going to be your father. So you and I, yeah. that, that's why we're so connected. Okay. So you're... you're Ryan. Th- Ryan, I am your father. <laughs> 
well, my mom has been dead for a couple de- couple years. I can't I'm, I can't I'm, ask her any questions. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean no disrespect on that. I was just funny with you. Yeah. Well, somebody else, uh, I'm not going to say who, but the very famous person in Tuscaloosa thinks that I look identical to their brother. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never Ryan told Robert. this. Short guy, beard, looks like a bowling pin. You know? I've never told this story, uh, but I've, I've got him as a guest later this week, and uh, he tells that me. That was that guy that was on last week, wasn't it? No, no, no. Uh, oh, one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've got a guy that tells me that I'm uh, that I look identical to his brother. He just oh, happened. Wow. He just happens to be the athletic director at the University of Alabama, uh, Greg oh, Byrne. Okay. He literally Burn. tells me. He said, and he showed me a photo. Uh, he took a photo because he wanted to. He wanted to take a photo with me out at the Rose Bowl, and uh, we took a photo. He wanted to send it to his parents, and and literally, I said, I can't believe it. Well, his his kids walked up. Uh, Greg Burns, uh, two sons, they walked up and he said, who does this guy look like? And they, they went, uncle, I can't, I forget, I forget the name, but he said, this, this guy looks identical to uncle. And so they kept calling me uncle, uncle, but his mm-hmm. wife said when, when they first moved here from Tuscaloosa. Are you sure it was un- uncle or were they just saying uncool? Uncool. Yeah, it was uncool. Uh, but, <laughs> but look at him, look at, but so, so anyway, that he would literally tell me, he would say, um, he'd said, his wife, Regina, when she would go through the press box and she would see me, she would walk up to me and say, why is your brother covering, what's he doing in the press box? And I never thought that there was anybody out there, sorry, Greg Burns' brother, but, you know, I mean, I'm a pretty ugly dude, man. Um, I mean, I'm I'm claiming it, okay? He showed me a photo and I went, oh, my Lord. I said, Greg, I said, I can't ask my mom. She's She's been gone for a couple of years, but... Uh, there were some dots that need to be connected because, yes, uh, oh, his wow. brother's even got the beard and the two stripes, like these two gray stripes down there. He's got, I mean, he's identical. Uh, it's very similar. I mean, we could literally pass for twins, so we're we're close. Well, uh, you know, they say everybody's got a twin, so, um, I mean, I've had people say that uh, I, you look just like so-and-so, so-and-so. I had a guy the other day that told me with the way I had my hair and everything, he said I look like Kenny Rogers and my beard and all that. Um, I don't know how true that is, but he, don't matter of fact, it was Dale said I look like Kenny Rogers. So, uh, and, and that, that's pretty cool. But, um, hey, um, not something I want to run by you, then I'm going to get off the phone so you can do whatever else with, uh, anybody. Um, A day is coming up. When now? 61 days from today, brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. We're 21 days away from Alabama's first spring practice. Now, let me also kind of paint this, okay? Nobody has reported that Alabama is going to practice on March the 4th. I have put it out there because I've got people behind the scenes who are telling me March the 4th is the first day of spring practice. To be fair, they could adjust that. They could move that around. I'm being told March the 4th, but with all this coaching stuff going on, they could adjust that. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Um, and I know we've talked about this, Danny, Tommy, we've all talked about it. Um, why don't we get the gang together and try to meet somewhere out on the quad for a day, you know, early enough to where you can still do your thing. And, you know, we, we have a nice little uh, mid-morning lunch or something like that, uh, tailgate. Um, have some good fellowship. Are you, you guys a gang for that? You know, I, I, I can't say right now, but, I mean, I'm always 
I mean, anytime you mention food, I'm in. So, oh yeah, brother. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, as far as well, the if options. If you'll let me say this for the guys out there that who I know are talking about Danny and, and anybody else who's in the, the on the show, if you guys would like to do it, say something to Ryan or you know, say hey, it's cool, and maybe you know, Ryan, I know you're going to be busy, and we all understand that, but. We could, you are part of the gang, and well, we'd love to have you. Yeah, the, with us, so. and, and I know that, listen, I want to get behind K1 DeBoer because I think we owe it to him, for one. Right. But I also want to, you know, Tuscaloosa has a way of wrapping their arms around you and embracing you. We uh-huh. need to we need to make sure this guy feels welcome. And, um, you know, we did that when he landed on the that day that we went like seven hours of radio. Yeah. But I think we need to uh, need to try to find a way to – Embrace him and make sure that he yeah. understands that, hey, we appreciate you. Um, well, if you can come up with some ideas or you think it's a good idea, I just I just thought it was something to throw out there because be able to see the guys again and, you know, enjoy a little bit of fellowship, even if it's for 30, 40 minutes. I mean, you know, that's that's time you can, you can never uh, I gotcha. get back, but it's memories. So, uh, I mean, if you guys are interested, somebody say something. And, uh, well, you, you, know, mentioned, you Tony, mentioned food. Um, you mentioned food. I'm in. Well, you know, I've never met Tony. I'd love to meet Tony. Um, Bama Nick, uh, no, well, I mean, I, okay, Bama Nick, if you come, you come, but uh, uh, no alcohol, so um, we can't drink no beer. No no beer. That means Bama Nick yeah, is no, no no can do. All right, Jumbo, we got to run, man. All right, y'all have a good night, and uh, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Jumbo. We appreciate that. We'll come back. We'll take Joey in Tuscaloosa. We'll do our best to try to work in all the phone calls. T-Town, Todd. 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Long line of brake lights on Lurleen Wallace. Say that three times fast, but in the northbound direction, it starts to really tighten up at 20th Street, and it backs you up quite a ways, crossing over that bridge to Jack Warner Parkway. And then the construction, well, that's always a given. McWrights Ferry Road. Com code 800 for an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack. Love it or return it for free. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Code 800. Over 60 years of serving Tuscaloosa and West Alabama. When you talk about the friendly staff at Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets, 1010 Queen City Avenue. When you look at the fall floral arrangements, maybe you're trying to lift someone's spirits a little bit under the weather, celebrating a birthday or special occasion. It's Pat's Florist. Job done right. That's simple human sense. So contact Pritchett Moore Insurance today and let our professionals find the right insurance solution for you. Visit pm-insurance.com or stop by the Tuscaloosa office today. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa is the standard mouthwater and hot fresh pizzas available now by DoorDash or visit the standard on the strip with the home of the 20 inch pizza pie, pepperoni, meat lovers, cheese, or design your own. The standard on the strip also features those great wings, boneless wings 
fresh made-to-order hand-cut fries, macaroni and cheese bites, mozzarella cheese sticks, dine-in or online at thestandardbama.com. Lunch, dinner, late night, the best pizza in T-Town is the standard on the strip. Let's continue, and we'll go to Joey here in Tuscaloosa. Joey, good afternoon. You're in the game. Good afternoon, Ryan. I didn't know all of you were so young. We are. We're babies. We are. You're, you're babies. I'm decades older. I could be your grandfather. Well, if, it, if it makes you feel any better, normally all of my friends are older than I am. I usually hang out with people that are older than I am, except when I hang out here at the radio station. These, these guys are always younger. So, I'm, I mean, they're teaching right. me about Usher and Eminem and Skittles or whatever. Oh, they, stop. Ryan, stop. I mean, they, they got all the bands down, so. And you you get mac and cheese every day, don't you? Uh, macaroni and yeah, cheese? Yeah, no, Noah eats macaroni and cheese every day. And I don't know if uh, he's just hungry. Yeah. Yummy. But he, he doesn't even eat the good macaroni and cheese, like the, the Velveeta macaroni and cheese. He eats this, like, little cup he got at the Dollar Tree or something. I don't, I don't even know. It's Kraft. Well, yeah, but it's the cheap <laughs> macaroni and cheese. It's like. Oh, you I, go cheaper than Kraft. Okay, anyway, we only got like a couple of minutes right here, Joey. But All right, well, Ryan, I, I called because it's actually a depressing story. I didn't know that we were going to live long enough to see the end of Alabama football. I've been listening to all the shows on your at your station for weeks now. And it's over, Pat, isn't it? Pat, Pat early tonight said, what are we going to do without an offensive line coach? I mean, you know, wasn't our co- Alabama coaching staff is down to three people now? Mm, that's rough. And we can't replace them. They're uh, listen to everybody at your station and callers. Nobody. We're not going to get anybody for a while. We weren't going to have any players, but we got players, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did. And we signed. But a really now good... we have nobody to coach them, <laughs> and we won't get anybody. So there must not be any football. I think tomorrow's conversation, I've only literally got like one minute left in the show. Joey, I think tomorrow we need to discuss what are we going to do with Bryant Diddy Stadium? Like, do we do Do we turn it into a soccer venue? Do we do concerts? What do we do with Bryant Diddy Stadium? I mean, since everybody's giving up on the tide. That's a good question. Maybe the basketball I mean, folks can finally get their arena. Could put it there. We could put it there. You want to build anything? I mean, since we're not going to have a use for it. But hasn't everybody said like football's over? I mean, we have no. It is. It is. Hey, I'm out of time, Joey. I'm sorry, man. I'm Roll sorry. Roll tide. Hey, Roll you're tide. A gentlemen. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. We did not get to Bama Nick, and we didn't get to Ellis. I'm sorry. Uh, we just literally ran out of time. Uh, we got our Crimson Tide show coming up in a couple of minutes with Chris Stewart. I remind you that we call this program the game of the only one that you can win the big game. The game of life is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. Thank you for listening to the game.